Verse there, David. Verse. I don't the, think I've ever heard it. No, neither <laughs> right, actually, the more I think about this. Anyway, we uh, the last thing we both said before I pressed record was, what are we doing? I don't know. Yes, we're so doing a show. That uh, sums up the state of our both our lives <laughs> and this podcast. It's Footy and Frothy's Daggy and Barney are with you again to look back on uh, all things rugby league. I was going to say a fine round of footy, but there was not much joy to be had from... <laughs> not from either of us, that's for Many sure. people in our lives, really, yeah. except for Penrith fans, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> This weekend, footy and um, hearing damage, we, we seem to blow each other's heads oh, yeah, off. Sorry. And also, it, it, the classic thing of um, me turning my headphones up and Barney turning his quiet down. So, um, yeah, the, the ringing in my ears is matched only by the voices these days. But anyway, oh, um, hey, what's going on? I'm Hi. starting to get a Hello. few of those voices myself following yeah. this Cronulla <laughs> team. Another week. Another abysmal loss for the Cronulla Sharks this week, which is fantastic as a supporter of the aforementioned team. Um, yours didn't bring you much joy either. You were in the game for a fair, fair, fair while. Um, they should have won the fucking game. They should have been completely game. incapable of football. <laughs> um, and, yeah, a couple of mixed mixed bags in between. There's a couple of really nice games of football and a couple of average ones. But A couple of, uh, I dare say, flattering ones to some teams. Absolutely. Ish. But we get to talk about all of that um, after we talk about some news. Everything else right? Well, yeah, everything's going Any good, questions mate. for me? No. <laughs> Not particularly. No. Well, how's tax season treating you? Ah, it's right. Yeah. The worst is over now, so I get to do some notes and stuff again. So, uh, yeah, soldier on. We get to talk about, there's not a heap of news, actually. Signing news is uh, Liam Knight's gone to the Bulldogs effective immediately yeah. as they try and Saw find a middle. Very interesting, given they've told Tyler Marin and Ryan Sutton they're no longer wanted, so they'll be both on the market come the end of the year. Yeah, Ryan Sutton's been probably one of the more disappointing purchases, I would suggest. For Tyler Mariner hasn't been far behind, to be honest. Both of those guys have um, boosted club captain at haven't the boosted year. their um, reputation at all. No, that middle is a real concern. I know they get uh, kick out back this week, which gives them some size, but they've got some shoppings to do. Yeah. Uh, Moses and Byers going to the UK effective immediately, and uh, Freddie Lussick's coming back. Probably a good move for Moses, to be honest. Yeah, what else is he going to do? Go over there. Um, I think he's joined one of the, the top teams in the in the comp as well, so could run around and be quite competitive for, for a season or two and um, get a bit of superannuation. So be and be fine. He'll be fine over I there. I dare say he'd be um, uh, quite a good attacking spark over there. So. Definitely. So all the best to him. Uh, Dane Laurie's coming back to Penrith, Penrith from the Tigers. Yeah. I don't think I've seen a... More heavily hyped reserve grader going back to play <laughs> reserve grade. Did we talk about that last week? No, we didn't. They yeah. don't only come out over the weekend, but um, actually had some nice touches on the weekend, playing at six um, when given a bit of space. Can't pass left or right, unfortunately. No, passing is an issue with his game. Um, he threw a couple of decent right-to-left passes, but it um, be interesting where he fits in that situation for Penrith. Like, can't see him getting a spot in their first grade roster. I think he's just happy to come back and be part of the club. Be part of the club and mm. see his mates and come drink at the Grey Gums Hotel. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, whatever. Cool. Hope, yeah. Hopefully he proves us wrong and comes out and becomes a, an important part of their team, but I'm not sure it happened. Interesting to see if Cogger sticks around or whether mm. that's the role he feels. Peachy's done a fantastic job since coming back, so who, who's to say otherwise? Oh, Cogger really should be um, looking for a spot somewhere else now, I would imagine. I think he is. Same with Kurt Falls, even though he's at, towards the back end of his career, but there's a few teams looking for some halves. So. Amy Plains first grade, I believe. <laughs> Contact Steve Chester. Uh, judiciary news. Colhoun's facing a match or two uh, for his... What was he yesterday? High shot. A dangerous contract. I think it was the one where he spun around with the leg. and. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Tarek Sims getting two matches for his binning. Uh, Tapao's V-trigger high knee Holy strike. Fucking got three matches. Could have been. That? That, was, that was a brain fart is what it was, but... It could have probably got twice. It out. was a flying knee. It knocks yes. blokes out every fucking Sunday in the UFC cards. Yeah, it, <laughs> <is>. <laughs> it was horrendous. <laughs> I don't know what triggered that fucking movement out of him because there was nothing apart from hitting the bloke in the chest or possibly on the chin, which would have been horrendous for, for um, Campbell Graham if he copped that um, that knee into the face with the force oh, that yeah. he threw it up. Yeah. Ridiculous. It wasn't pretty, so... Um, three matches, probably happy to take the early play on that one. Yeah, absolutely. Probably got lucky. And uh, Jesse Arthurs gets a match as well. Mm -hmm. Injury news, Paseca, uh, MCL, so he's going to be out for a while. Isn't there Paramount? Yeah, we'll get to that. Okay. Suspension. Oh, suspension. Uh, I think the rest are all fine. Simpson, headshot. I think the rest were all fine. If they took the early plea, were all three, like $3,000 fines. Is that RCG as well? Was that this weekend? That was last weekend. That was last weekend. He's out. That's right. Let me double check. Nico got charged for bad-mouthing someone. And trying to trip someone. Early match. Early pleas, $3,000 for Halomi, for Waddell, Parramatta. Okay. Wacker Blake, fine. Yep. Vale got a fine for his alleged high shot. We'll get to that one. <laughs> Madison got a three grand fine. Uh, yeah. yeah, good. No more suspensions. That's fine. The rest are all just, uh, yeah, as I said, I can write down the. Or early guilty pleas. Yeah. The, the ones where they're missing games. Uh, injury news Nanice, four to six weeks for his the AC joint. That's He was out for the season, prop, uh, for the season proper. Hopefully yep. back for the finals. Didn't look good. Uh, no, it wasn't pretty. As I said, Paseca will be spending some, might well be the rest of the season, really, six weeks I'd to say go. So, MCL's normally six to eight weeks. And Josh Alloway uh, has re dislocated or done something to his shoulder, which he's popped out okay. a few times. So. What's his shoulder? Uh, Remus Smith has an addu abductor injury, which has the old fast bowler injury there. See how many weeks he misses. Near Cora HIA, Teague Wilton officially out for the season. Yep. Uh, Sean Lane, a dislocated elbow to go with getting cleaned up there. And uh, the chat, I haven't seen, there hasn't been an official announcement. The chat is Josh Hodgson will medically retire because he has to have neck surgery. And at 34, it's probably not something he wants to do. Yeah, probably not worth coming back and risking that again um, at the back end of your career. Sean Lane's had no luck this year. No, for us. Well, <laughs> given he was missed everything. in the conversation for the Australian back row, mm. it's been a rough season. Yeah, I think he's only, he played a handful of games, poor bugger. Seems to cop an injury every every other game at the moment. But, um, yeah, or double here. Uh, and uh, by the way, one of the dumbest things I saw on the weekend, uh, we got Nick knocked clean out by a knee uh, and Desanasi decided to go back and pat him on the head. So, <laughs> thing, well done uh, on that one. That was that amused me anyway. Uh, anything else you want to talk footy about before we have to talk about this fucking game? No, I think we have to talk about this game. 
1814, the Tigers... Uh, now, let's plug some stuff. Uh, okay, I just want to talk about it. <laughs> RugbyLeagueMerch.com. Check them out for uh, our hats and uh, shirts and steins and all that sort of good stuff. Uh, follow us on threads. Follow us on Instagram and YouTube. You can follow some of our clips Facebook on page. TikTok. It's on there somewhere. If you search footy and frothy, there's a couple of our clips up there. Uh, and leave us some feedback. Facebook as well. And YouTube, leave us feedback all across there. Uh, quick shout out to uh, Fez, Fezco97, who dropped us a line last night. Love the potty, right. guys. Uh, saw me at the Colonial having dinner with the fam, but didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> so appreciate that. Oh, um, lovely. But, yeah, enjoys the show. So um, fantastic. Yeah, stick around. Thanks for listening, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I was a Colonial regular for 10 years there until I mm-hmm. migrated this side of the tracks. But, uh, yeah, COVID put the... Put the wind through that, that pub, unfortunately. But um, thanks, Fez. Oh, I had a quick look at his YouTube channel. There's some cool Panthers stuff up there. So check that out. Oh, nice. I'll show Elijah some of that during the week, some of the highlights of the last couple of years. So thanks for listening. And, um, yeah, well, hopefully we don't bore you too much this tonight. Uh, 18-14. Let's get to it then. I've put this off long enough. <laughs> the Dragons beat the Tigers. Um, you may as well do the stats. Three tries apiece, three out of three conversions for the Dragons, one out of three for the Tigers. 73% completion played 77%. 350-plus running metres for the Tigers. Two line breaks to six in the way of the west side. 28 tackle bust to 22. Seven offloads to 16. One force dropout to three. 374 tackles played 354. 11 errors to nine. Five penalties conceded to six. Zero ruck infringements for the Dragons. One against the Tigers. One sin bin against the Dragons. Just quickly while I do my stats, I go with the home team as the uh, the first number that it's read okay. and the, the away team is the second. So uh, just get that out of the way. Supercoach points. Tupu, Junior Tupu with 136 Supercoach points and one hell of a game of football. Lomax also with a brilliant showing with 115 Supercoach points. Dane Laurie with 106. Did he really? Somehow. <laughs> Had some line breaks. Yeah, the pass along the ground for a try assist. Yeah. He gave um, Tupu a line break assist down the left side as well. Of, uh, she had a couple of busts through the middle and um, probably the best he looked was actually playing as a second fullback more than anything. But yeah. anyway, they, they... There was some attractive the, the, footy played, in the, especially in that first half. There was some unattractive footy played. There was some very unattractive footy, but... Some of the tries that were laid on here didn't look like, you know, a couple of the bottom teams that were no. that were there. Um, Lomax again with some individual brilliance and some nice passes out to Junior Tupu and um, I think it was Stafford out that side that were causing a lot of problems down that uh, right-hand side in defence for the Dragons. And, um, yeah, there, there was some attractive football played. Um, some, some cut, you know, cut-out balls, kicks inside, flick passes, providing points. Um Dragons were strong early. They they put the Tigers under a lot of pressure. Uh, Hunt had a few nice touches, as did Sloan at, at the start of this game, and it kicked them out to a, a decent little bit of a lead there. Um, Sloan just gave away a dumb penalty. I don't know <laughs> what the hell the bloke's thinking. He's directly under the post with the ref standing behind him, just screaming at him to let him go, and he just kept holding him down, holding him down. Ten minutes in the bin, and that um, gave the Tigers a little bit of room to to, you know, push down that, that left-hand side in their attack and caused a lot of problems for the Dragons there for, what, 20, probably 20-minute 20 period, um, 10 minutes while they are in the bin and another 10 minutes after he come back on the field. 
it got him back in, got him back into the game, got him in front at half time. Lovely little kick back over for Appy to score under the post. I'm sure that would have been um, an exciting point of the night for you. It was. Appy was, geez, Appy was good in this game. Mm. He is so great, uh, and just his ability to be the last, he just doesn't give up. He's always yeah, he chases absolutely. all those grubbies. He's always in and about there. Um, I love the fact he's committed again as captain uh, mm. and. You know, we've seen glimpses of what the youngsters have. Uh, uh, we didn't mention your signings. The fate did we last week? Fainu Fainu Brothers, yeah, official, uh, officially with the Tigers. But so th- there's little signs. Um, the biggest problem for the Tiger. <laughs> where do I go with this? I love the West Tigers, but I, I actually can't do it anymore because um, <laughs> I have watched. I, like after my three children, I suppose I got to put my eye forth. Um, and my missus. Like I love. The West Tigers. Mm. I, I, I've watched, um, I think, 24,960 minutes. I've watched just about every single one since the last time they played finals footy. Yep. These last two weeks have done me. Like, I Where, can't. Where those minutes I come can't. from? <laughs> that, 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 is, that is the uh, 26 rounds times 80. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it was easy because I didn't have to work out, that. throw finals um, footy in. <laughs> uh, and it also it's actually more than that because I haven't included all the golden points golden that have been points. fucked in yeah. over the years. But uh, my fucking number plate is Daggy 05. Like, I have more Tigers jerseys than I have actual shirts. I I, I Cannot watch them for the rest of the year. This game broke me. I went You'll to bed them. and cried myself <laughs> to sleep. So for the rest of the year, David, you are going to do the review for the Tigers game exclusively, games, and I will sit in the, the corner games. and listen to okay. pan pipes because this game fucking broke me. The fact we've got two reserve graders, two blokes on the field, like genuinely should be playing reserve grade. The problem was halves. they were the yeah. halves <laughs> because the Tigers forward pack did a fantastic job here, and the best they looked all night was when they. Had just hammered the front door. They Clemmer were, followed Clemmer by Bateman. Through Bateman, by, through, yeah. and Appy was rolling. Stefano um, was they, awesome. They were earning the right to score a bunch of points through there, and it made Laurie look did look really good actually playing through there as a supporter to support play to Appy at times. Mm-hmm. They earned the right to score that last try just before the half, and then the next try they like they that was all in the back of the hard work from um, from those forwards. Unfortunately, the execution. There's someone else I'll get to in a minute. I've just remembered. The execution, <laughs> um, the times in between was poor. They, they could have put another 10 or 12 on the Dragons with the possession and the work their forwards did. Sadly, that's been the should have. Yeah. story of the Tigers all year. And it, it like I went to bed for my grade. I just turned the TV off, sat and stared at the wall. Um, I mentioned yeah, there was some nice footy in the first game. half, but the second half just looked like two bottom four teams that yeah. just do not know how to get the job done. Like, yeah. <laughs> so and, much. and they're just... A t- and Sorry. No, no, go for it. No, I'll talk about it soon. Right. Because <laughs> I just remember, like, there's, I'm now having flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> flashbacks. Errors, penalties, um, plenty coming from both I, teams. I can't watch them um, And this is on the advice as well of, my, like, of my, my spouse, my cardiologist, and the Apple warranty team. I'm just not watching them anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just <laughs> mental health coach. I can't talk with <laughs> Like both teams created um, pressure and opportunities and then just blew them like time and time again in this second half. Um, individual effort from Lomax was the difference. Like set up Ravalawa down that side where he did a 360 and a flick pass and Ravalawa barged I over the top of... 10 minutes to go after Ravalawa carried on like... on. And one leg for 10 minutes, I yeah. sat and went, Ravelar's going to score the match-winning try he here. did do that. It was fucking coming from as... F- I have followed the Tigers for that long, for all of those 25,000 minutes, and I knew it was coming. Fuck me. And then there it was. 
Um, I called it like anyway. Keep going. I thought Nofa was pretty good. Um, the starting pack was great for for the Tigers. Twal, Stefano, Appy were the best three of them. Those blokes. Um, they really put in in this one. The other three were right behind them. They they weren't far behind those three that I mentioned being the best three. Um, the, the the starting four pack was fantastic. Junior Tupu's best night as as a first grade player, um, and he was their best player on the evening. I thought, even though Laurie no, um, was. Um, I think if Appy stays in, the, I don't understand like, why they Appy should never have come. Yeah. With if Appy stays in the field, I genuinely believe Tigers win the game. Yeah, more than likely. Or if they played him and Simkin together for a bit, but they have this mm-hmm. thing where right, Appy's got to have a rest after, and maybe that's by his choice. I couldn't imagine, but I know he obviously Penrith always had the two hooker rotation. Yeah. But if he stays on the field, I think Tigers win this game. Simple as that. Yep. Um, where was I? Laurie and Little were good, were good, as well as Amone for the Dragons. Jack DeBellin and Burns were their best forwards on the field. Um, Billy Burns is really starting to put in some um, good consecutive matches. Hunt and Lomax were the Dragons' best players, I thought. Um, they were the ones that really provided most of the attacking opportunities. So. What else do you want me to say? Not much. I had I Lomax. Football. I gave Lomax three points in this one. I just thought, uh, you know, jumping over the top to score a try and setting one up for Ravalawa. Um, Don't even give Ravalawa points. No, no. Ravalawa didn't get points. Appy I either two. had, um, yeah, Appy or Junior. Tupu for two. And then I had Hunt, Stefano, or well, obviously Appy's getting two. So Junior, Tupu. Give junior, two. Give Junior the one, sorry. Yeah. Because... Ben Hunt, yeah, yeah. Stefano was fantastic yeah. as well. Was a notable mention. Um, yeah, I think he racked up seventy odd super coach points, which shocked me because I didn't play him. Did heaps of work in this one, um, Stefano. Um, we haven't really talked about the dragons, but we don't really need to because who cares? And they didn't do much. They did, they just existed, and the tigers existed worse. Well, was it two individual efforts from Lomax realistically, yeah. and a um. What was the other one? I'm pretty sure it was just... Oh, it was the Sloan one. The Sloan one, one which, and which that, was, and that was, was a good, it was very good nice play. Piece Sloan had some nice touches. It was looked sharp and quick. Um, the rest of the team didn't. Uh, how, how have I not mentioned this? Tommy Talau. Like, fuck me. Um, <laughs> his two first two mistakes both led to the first two tries. Yeah. Uh, he... Either doesn't pass the ball to unmarked Tupo or passes that early that Tupo gets is just in no man's land mm. and gets smashed. Uh, even I think with ten to go, unmarked Tupo, he just no, zig zig back inside and don't do that. Uh, he he would have dropped. I think would you say there was eleven errors or something? He would have had eight of them. <laughs> uh, his defensive positioning was woeful, and the quicker he they ship him to Brookvale, <laughs> the happier I'll be. Um, mm-hmm. That's foreshadowing because somebody's going to be in a pot at the end of the night. Uh, second, oh, the Friday. There is a ray of hope, though. There is a ray of hope. Right. Um, the NRLW started, and <laughs> I sat and watched the the Tigers girls debut uh, and put on a fantastic second half performance. Mm. My girl, Ebony Pryor, uh, fantastic commanding dummy half. Loved her work around the ruck as they won thirty six eight. Very very good to watch, uh, and on the back of an awesome forward effort there. Uh, which I'll get to a bit later. So I do have hope, uh, and I'll cheer them on. So for the rest of the season, I will review their games, and you that's, can review the That's their first the game in the teams. NRLW, yeah? Yeah. The Sharkies got the win too, I'm pretty sure, yeah. in their first game for the NRLW That was well. um, fantastic. So mm. I got to be happy for 
a bit, so I'm I'm sticking solid with the Tigers girls and hopefully. Yeah, I they missed that one. I was in the middle of doing some housework and stuff. I, I it was actually quite. It, it was I caught five or ten minutes of we it. Talk about flattery scorelines. Para were in the game for a lot of it. It was a, yeah, it was a real okay. good game of footy. So, yeah, right. um, go the girls. Go the girls. Yeah, the girls. Twenty-one <laughs> twenty. The Friday night kicked off with the Warriors Raiders game, uh, which was a. F- flummoxing game because, I mean, it's hard, they did go to Golden Point, but it did feel like slightly flattering to Canberra, but maybe I'm Absolutely. being super harsh. No, no. Uh, what do you make of the stats and what do you make of the game? Geez, the Tigers have gotten, uh, the Raiders have gotten lucky this year with teams coming up against them and playing like utter shit. Like, yeah. seriously. <laughs> so, you've seen what the Warriors did to the Sharks a week before and then they come out and they were a completely different team against the Raiders. They should have blown them off the park in the first hour of this game. They were well and truly on top. Um, took them about 15 minutes to get control, but fuck me, they were absolutely <laughs> rampaging through the middle of Canberra. And then they just shut down for the last half an hour. But anyway, uh, we had three tries to four, two out of three conversions, played two out of four for the Raiders, two out of two penalty attempts for the Warriors, and one out of one field goal attempt for the Warriors. 77% completion, played 80%, 173-plus running metres for the Raiders, five line breaks apiece, 21 tackle bus played 37 for Canberra, three offloads to seven, Two force dropouts to four. 418 tackles played 343. 11 errors apiece. Four penalties conceded to five. Three ruck infringements against both sides. One inside the 10 against the Warriors. Three against the Raiders. Horsbro with 76 super coach points. Sean Johnson with 74. Elliot Whitehead with 73. Yeah, as you said, Warriors were, um, and I wasn't, it wasn't my eyes to see me. Warriors were well on top um, for that complete first half, just about. Hudson yeah. Young got the sort of. Uh, against the green try yeah, along ball. the way. Yeah. But uh, they looked a classy team for a lot of this. Near Corey returned. Um, he's been fantastic, as I've spruiked all year, and uh, blew me out of all my first try scorers. Yes. Uh, and then there was just lots of nothing much happening where they controlled everything and didn't put any points on. Well, you have to give it to Canberra. They, they, were, they, they were, hung tough. They did hang tough. They were strong. Their desperate attack at the last 20 minutes of the game really you know, um, caused some upset and problems for the Warriors. But I don't think they should have been in that position with twenty to go. To be honest, I think the the, the Warriors sort of let off the let the the foot off the pedal at about the fifty minute mark. And if they'd scored another one in that sort of ten minute period where they went, uh, the enthusiasm sort of came out of them a little bit. They, I don't think the Raiders come anywhere near coming back to, in this game. But it is what it was. And um, yeah, for the first sixty minutes, the Warriors looked like they were in real real control, uh, and they were going to cruise to a comfortable. Uh, Comfortable win, but yes, bit of complacency and uh, as I said, some desperate attack from the Raiders, and we got we're going to Golden Point, as they like to say. Warren loves it. Um, that was a lovely ball for Niakora to score the first try that you mentioned. Egan just po- poking around out of dummy half and a little short ball for Niakora to dive over. Five minutes later, he but drops the fucking they, thing they are, <laughs> and Young runs get, forty. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but all of their all of their forwards are such great hole hitters. Uh, and a lot of that's off Egan, uh, who's underrated. Might be the most underrated player in the comp. Uh, but for Noah Blake, how often does he walk over untouched? Mm. Uh, Jackson Ford's fantastic, just yep. hits holes as well as anyone. Yeah, put him up against Nick Carell or anyone else you want to say. Barnett does the same, now he's back, and then the same here with uh, near Corey. It comes a lot to do with the confidence of the guys inside him, to be honest. Yeah. I'll get to it later because I actually did make a point of it, especially in the Penrith game. Uh, when we get to that one. But just the confidence to know that whatever run or whatever angle that they want to take, take it. 
yeah. the blokes inside you'll get the ball. They'll put it where you need mm. to, where it needs to be for you to run that line. Like, yeah. so. And I, I think I think my Vancouver Cronk made the point that um, a good half is only as good as his best hole runners mm. because, it, like, absolutely, um, at, like for example, Appy can go and put the, the perfect ball in the chest every time, but if the He's second row right is, is slow motion. Yeah. Um, or treading or moving running at training pace, well, it doesn't matter. And it, yeah, we'll and, and, the and it looks line. like it, it actually looks like a bad pass or, yeah, a, or the wrong play. Make it's, yeah. Yeah. Um, so they're just so clinical when they're right, but they were not for about an hour here after this. <laughs> um, yeah, spilled ball from near Corey and Hudson ran, what, 40 metres? Fuck, he's quick. <laughs> Back row runs like a centre. He, um, he absolutely took off and left them for dead to score that try. Um, the contact in this game was really good. There was some really big hits for a good probably half an hour in this game, especially after Canberra scored that first try. Both teams really ramped up the um, physicality and got stuck into each other. Um, Warriors started to get on top, I thought, and then once they started to get on top in the middle, they really started to pull those edges apart. They went, they went wide. They started to um, give uh, Tomoko on one side, and uh, Cro especially Croker. He's... Um, <laughs> He's been targeted since he's come back. He went pretty well for the first two games, I think, in defence. But um, he's starting to become a little bit of a liability again out there uh, for the Raiders. But um, they did well enough, obviously, to get back where they were. The <laughs> amusing point for me was that when Chance just dived on his face to score a try <laughs> over in the corner. <laughs> he dead set just... Dive, no, I know. Dove head just, first. Did he do it? Did he do that last year? Yeah. Was he the bloke that knocked himself out last year doing it? I'm pretty sure. He I just, was. I just realised that. It was an absolute yeah. swan dive, and he landed then, uh, flat on his face. Yeah. <laughs> but he did it for he got HIA last year doing it, or two years ago. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. It was him, and he had the big fucking well, burn mark on his, his face. face. Yeah. <laughs> Chance, use your hands, bro. Uh, that, yeah, that really amused me. <laughs> <laughs> landed flat on his face. Um, the, the the mullet got the the flying perm got airborne again in the corner and um yeah as I said it looked like the Warriors were in pretty pretty much in control there um was it literally thirty seconds to go in the game and Canberra get the big shift on out to the left and uh, put the the winger down the sideline and gets it back into like it was a beautiful pass from White it was yeah uh, to, to get um Opawade away and then the ball comes back to White and to score but. Wine showed some afterburners there too, actually. Did, did have a bit of it. go yeah. on. Um, yeah, that's, it's just like, obviously there's skill and tenacity to get yourself in that position, but there's, there's also got to be an element of luck to yeah. be able to get back to where they are. But, man, they tried so hard, but the, the golden point was just a procession. Like, uh, this is, I was actually what I was going to say. It's funny, went, nah. like they, it was like they just switched back on and went, Fuck you! We're better than you. We're stop dicking around now. We're just gonna dominate through went, the middle. Um, and it was like the perfect golden point set. They just went do it. Torhu's run was fantastic. Where he hit the line, bit of footwork, and made what is it, fifteen meters or something. Mm. And then from then you knew you just felt Johnson was going to miss. Um, and that was just clinical and well handled. That whole golden point, which is funny that we've you know I've spent more time talking about a set than the rest of the game. But, but Canberra sort of did have an, an opportunity. Opportunity to win the game too. A croaker would have been pretty disappointed, I would imagine, with the kick from mm. the sideline because he, he wins that game if he slots mm. that one, which he's done for most of his career. But takes me back to the 2011 uh, prelim final when he missed. <laughs> anyway, prelim. Yeah, I thought Chris Rapana, Papali were good for the Raiders. Uh, Whitehead, Tarpani, and Fogarty. Jordan's brother. 
We're good too. Who's that? Chris Rapana. Chris Rapana? Chris and Rapana. <laughs> <laughs> Chris and Rapana and Papa Lee were good. Whitehead had a very good game, as did um, Fogarty and Tomoko. You throw in Tarpani, but it's just expected these days. I thought Horsburgh was fantastic. He was close to the best player on the field again with his aggression and impact through the middle of the field. Um, Chance, Dallin, just, you know, do what they do. They, they give him enough time and opportunities. They'll put points on you week in, week out. Fanua Blake was and um, Barnett were really good in the middle of the field. They're a big part of why um, they were... The stats say that Cambridge dominated the middle with the run metres, but to m- for mine, the majority of the night belonged to the, to the likes of Fanua Blake and Barnett. Well, just, let's just read this. Egan, 55 tackles. Tohu, 50. And Jackson Ford, 51 tackles. That's massive numbers for three blokes through that middle. Yeah. Uh, Egan and Tohu, too, that you just mentioned, were brilliant um, in what they did. But, uh, yeah, the kicking game with Sean Johnson ended up being the difference in the game. So. And in and in interest of fairness, uh, Horsburgh made 60. Yes, he did. And Whitehead, 43 tackles. So... Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of lot of play through the middle of the field. Yeah. Um, just another bloke I want to wrap who I didn't quite realise. We've talked about a little bit, but we don't talk about a lot. Rocco Berry was good. Mm. Uh, and he's had a good season, but real imposing presence at his best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's sometimes he... Real strong ball. Yeah, there's some, yeah. yeah, sometimes you watch a game, you go, he's a big boy, and you don't... He was out for a long period of yeah, the year. Yeah, and you don't sort of... It's not in your head that he is, but when he's, he was impressive here, and he has been for a couple of... Well, this whole yeah, I gave him some raps last year. Um, yeah. I do remember talking him up a few times yeah. during the year last season. But, um, yeah, there's a, there a long layoff this year. I can't remember what that was yeah, exactly for. Remember. But, um, yeah, he was out for quite a while. I had Sean Johnson as man of the match. Obviously, field goal to win the game. And um, some of the passing and kicking that he did throughout it. Horsburgh with two. Their halves are really, just on that, we didn't really talk about him. Their halves are really clicking now. Metcalf yeah, is Metcalf was really a bit quiet growing, in this one. But, but he still hit some nice holes. He could have um, could have scored. Yes. Got close there. Scored. In the second half, um, yeah, keep going. I gave Egan one. I just thought the amount second, Horsburgh. Horsburgh too. Yeah, okay. yeah. And then I had Egan with all the tackling and set up a try and some beautiful passing as well. Yeah, yeah. well, we'll tell him off for Nor Blake. So or Harris or talk. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the usual suspects. I think give Egan because yeah. he's had a he's had a rough year. Uh, I think it'd just be great. There's so many blokes in this team. You'd love to see win a comp and just yeah, absolutely. Like I don't want to say they deserve it, but they're getting close to deserving it. <laughs> Uh, then this happened, this thirty-six happen. to twenty. South, uh, a few of these South halves. Um, we're trying an addition for the West Tigers, from what I saw. But uh, thirty-six <laughs> to twenty, Brisbane and played South. Uh, I don't think either half covered themselves in glory in this game for South. But what did the stats say? Three tries to six, three out of three conversions for the Rabbits, six out of six for the Broncos, one out of one penalty attempts for South Sydney. 66% completion played 65%, 246 plus running metres for the Broncos. Six line breaks to eight, 20 tackle busts to 35, 11 offloads from both teams, two force dropouts from the Rabbitohs, 299 tackles played 286, 15 errors to 14, three penalties conceded to eight, three ruck infringements to four, one inside the 10 against both teams, two sin bins from the Broncos. Stags with 136 supercoach points, Walsh with 111. Adam Reynolds with 92, and then you had AJ uh, Alex Johnson from the Rabbitohs on 82. What an interesting weekend in that this weekend we, and we'll get to it, we pretty much saw the perfect Sinbin 10 minutes. Pretty close. Yeah. In the Newcastle game. And then 
in this game and the para game, we saw how not to do that. Um, and I forgot about this because I was going to make the point in the para game, but this was similar because you don't have you played twelve blokes for twenty minutes. They really should have won this game, South. I think South yeah, yeah. um, possession wise and uh, for a lot of this, they were they were dominating Brisbane for the first half hour, forty minutes. Um, if not, or say matching, but they had enough opportunity here where they stripped them on that edge and yeah. they couldn't execute. And Cody Walker was dropping balls left, Broncos right, and centre. scramble was pretty good again. And you've got to give credit to Brisbane. They, they and I'm not, it's not a knock on well. Brisbane, but uh, they might have the best scramble in the comp. Actually, it's close to it. Yeah, yeah I think about they get across. Yeah, they get numbers there. But um, they had times where they. With the way they'd started, they would have put 40 on some teams or should yeah. have put 40 and 10. And I know they're missing the trail, but uh, I thought their execution was that uh, Ilias had an average game mm. and Walker had a barely better than average. Well, they game. Harassed, the, harassed him to the, in each of his life and they, in but, this game. Um, and that's the thing. It's the Adam Reynolds show, I guess, because mm. he, they would have just, he would just been just get in his face, get on Cody, get on Cody, no matter what you do, get on Cody. Mm. He and without time. any real big trigger point on the on the, on his outside, yeah. apart from maybe Murray on the with, with the switch back inside through the middle, there was no real um, obviously Taff no injection from Taff on that sweet play to give him a bit of extra time. There was no no real changes oh, and, of directions and that's a good from point, centers. If Latrell's on the field, like then all of a sudden you got a, the two blokes there waiting for Latrell, mm-hmm. which opens up Cody. But yeah, and you don't you then don't rush because if <laughs> if you're rushing from the inside and Latrell yeah. changes his angle and goes back through. Yeah. You've got one bloke with half post. a shoulder on the Troll Mitchell. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, it really frees them up to do that, which is what you've seen from the Sharks in the last six weeks as well. The opposition's gone out of their way to really continually rush, rush out and pressure Nico Hines, yeah. which is – you're seeing similar results to what you saw in this game from the Broncos with um, Cody Walker. They really did get out. He, he had a couple of nice touches where he got – did manage to get on the outside and free up, free up a few players out there to, to get through there, but – Without a second point of it, without a point of difference, it really um, makes it makes it very difficult. Which is for so him. interesting. Well, it didn't come off, but that they started the season making Ilias the centerpiece of their attack, yeah, yeah. and they've worked Absolutely. backwards. They're playing in the middle, and now, but now it feels like the confidence is going to go. Yeah, back. Starting to go to the edge too quickly again. Yeah, um, doesn't help that they have been beaten handily in the middle in a couple of games just in the recent past as well. So. Um, Probably lose a little bit of confidence there when your forwards are getting beaten pretty handedly, and um, um, they weren't flogged in this game, but they were they were pretty well by, controlled um, by a Brisbane. Pack. From what I said earlier, by thirty five forty minutes in, it really it swung the other way. Yeah, but like Murray was Brisbane. Uh, really, South could have yeah. led this probably eighteen twenty nil by the back end of the game. The only going. yeah, the only bloke that was holding that middle together was Murray and, yeah. and Cook with his defence. Second but, spell, um, pain when he comes back on for that second stint, he fucking goes nuts. <laughs> Which I'm not telling anyone. Anyone they don't know, but um, yeah, they mentioned the scramble defence from Brisbane. Uh, it was both sides really. Souths uh, did well to yeah. hold them out a couple of times early in that first half. Um, a lot of stop start in the first half, the penalties, errors. Um, which sort of broke the game down a bit. Neither team seemed to really get their game in order. Um, there was a bit of uh, a very clunky attack from both sides. Up in in up until half time. Uh, Campbell Graham scores right on half time to put South into a two point lead going into half time, and it probably felt a little bit like the better side was behind. Uh, Brisbane were sort of, you know, uh, creating more opportunities yeah. in South, even though they had been in um, control of the middle of the field. 
Brisbane kicked into gear and Souths didn't. Like, it's as simple Not as that. Many, but it's funny that we both, I was going to use the same analogy, but, and we use a deep water analogy of Penrith. Uh, I don't think there's, I can't think of too many teams in the comp that have that Brees Welsh top gear nah. Brisbane that can match them mm. in that last 15 when they really go. And I think that's good, what's going to win comps is that last 15. And I can only think, like, you can say Penrith if everything clicks. Mm. But I, I, the Sharks line, back line at their absolute best at the earlier in the year. And, They've and, got and, and points in said, them, if, but they don't and, have the middles. If you, to, had, if you had, I guess, they don't have the middles Grant, like Munster Penrith and, and Hughes yeah. and Pappenhausen, Red Hot. You know, yeah. But other than that, there's not, like, when they go, they go and it's like, mm. keep up. And because they could have put, and even like, they won by 16. And I understand why that other try wasn't allowed, was disallowed, but um, that probably should have been. Yeah. Uh, I think they had them, you know, it, they'd had them beat anyway. And Walsh is turning foot. Who's the best three teams going around at the moment? Probably Penrith, Brisbane, and the Warriors. Yeah. Best three engine rooms in the comp. Yeah. So. And simple, pure and simple. That's it. And then you get, you, you, they've got skill and X Factor out wide. They've got blokes with pace. They've got good halves. Throw it all together. It um, seems like a pretty simple formula, but <laughs> good luck getting all the pieces to put them in, mm. in and around each other uh, to make it work. Reese Walsh was electric uh, for a big part of this game, uh, especially in that second half. Once they did start to get a bit of depth to their attack and the passer started hitting the chest rather than <laughs> hitting the knees or hitting the ground, yeah. um, he was, yeah, he, he's got errors in him. Like everyone mentions, oh, yeah, he, he makes too many mistakes, but fuck when he gets it right. <laughs> it's just almost points every time when he gets it right. So, you know, it's it's and, worth, and worth he, the gamble. But he's just that guy that there's – I can't think of really – like Luttrell does in a different way, uh, Souths do it in a different way. It's different to Teddy as well at his best. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. At his pace, like when he burns him, he burns him. Like it's often going – and he just lights up you the field, lights up the stadium. It's in like, this game. Well, yeah, he yeah. could have had – you know, different day, and we've said a lot about him actually this year. He could have had three tries himself. He probably should have had at least two. Yep. Um, but uh, and he and he put Cobbo over through it, and he's got that you know the, the great passing game. And um, like yeah. it, when he lit it up in the last twenty, it was phenomenal. And to the point where he, I have no doubt in my mind that's not how they're going to go. I'm sure they'll give Teddy a retirement tour. But Reese Walsh should be a strain fullback. Absolutely. Simple, yeah. pure, simple, and that's it. It's all the way he just gets on the outside of people and then that just creates all sorts of problems for the blokes outside him. If they wander out too far, he'll just go himself and go through the middle, which yeah. he did on occasions in this game. But then he also he will bring in the likes of Cobbo and Staggs on his outside or for Farnworth if he's going down the other side. And it's just so hard to stop. Mm. Even if you do stop it, you've scrambled with four blokes and you're now stuck over in a corner and you strip for numbers back around the other side and you're just waiting for them, you know. It's basically just sit and wait and hope that the ball doesn't get to the other edge of the field because you're fucked, if yeah. it does. Um, Broncos, yeah, really in control for the 20 minutes of that second half. The... The um the sin the second sin bin probably really coincided with South's sort of comeback mini comeback that they had there. There was a good sort of ten well, minute I was, period. I was nervous where, for about yeah. five minutes only because yeah. I tipped everything else. Five or ten minute period there where South seemed to sort of get up and rolling and um they took took back a little bit of that middle middle sort of forwards um and then scored a try over there on the edge with Tass but. It, it didn't ever seem like it was going to be a full on comeback. <laughs> it was snuffed out pretty quickly once again. Um. It was, yeah. The other thing as well is is how well like 
one on one, they've got as good as centers in the game. So mm. uh, Stags had Stags has been great this year, but this was he was outstanding again. Cobo, now he's had a couple of games back. He looked dangerous, uh, and Walsh chiming in just that wherever he needs to in that line yeah. either side of the back row. Yeah. Um, like yeah, it's enabling Stags to meet blokes like Tass one on one, and he's just going to beat them with strength or pace or whatever it might either be. Either way he decides. Uh, yeah. And then you got Herbie on the other side, and you've either got and Jesse Arthur's a good player, but then you've also got Coach still up your sleeve. You've got Tristan Saylor up your sleeve. It's they, they've done a good job with the rebuild. Ben Eichner's on a did a did a good job. Absolutely did on yeah. this rebuild. Um, Cook the halves were were really quiet for South. We both mentioned that already. Cook and Arrow were were very good. Arrow was almost the best player in the field. Very aggressive. Tried his absolute ass mm. off. Uh, it, like if he's not in the field, South probably get beat by another ten. AJ oh, and Graham did their job. They were quite strong, ball in hand, especially Murray was brilliant. He just worked his backside to the ground again. Um, obviously, seems a bit fresher than what he was going into Origin. He's um. I think they got the buy off the back of Origin and he's been fantastic ever since. So hopefully he sticks with that for the rest of the season, especially for South's uh, supporters there. Uh, Cobbo, Capewell and Jensen were all good. Um, they all did a good part in this game. Adam Reynolds, Carrigan and Haas were very good. Like they were, they were just every week. You don't expect anything different from them. Mm. Uh, Reynolds' kicking game was fantastic. Carrigan and Haas were just doing that one-two double up that they do through the middle of the field and... But you think you've done well to control those two and then the ball starts hitting the edges and good luck stopping that. Stags and Walsh were the stars of the show. They were the two blokes that just killed it out on that right edge. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we're at three-horse race now. Brisbane, Warriors, Penrith. Mm. Uh, yeah, not much more to add, I think. Um, Storm get Pappenhausen back and match it in the middle, maybe, but... I've been sure they have Pappenhausen. We'll get to that. Uh, yeah, it, it's... Um, I agree. I was going to rep Jensen because he had a, a real good game. Mm, um, yeah, absolutely. And so did Willison. He had some, a couple of good yeah, runs yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, He's a big boy. Um, and impactful runs, mm. uh, including the try. For half a heartbeat there, I thought that was Paddy. <laughs> uh, it, getting into clear air near the trial line, but uh, it wasn't. We still wait on that one. But uh, pretty dominant. I, and I think they... They've now nursed themselves through Origin, mm. and now they can really drop the big time. Yeah, now yeah. can drop the foot, and uh, I hope they put a couple of forty points. They've done on incredibly here well. Same with Penrith to get through this Origin period the way they have. They've done incredibly well. Yeah, and um, just have a quick look who Brisbane draw twenty twenty three. Let's have a look who's got left here. They've got the Chooks this week, which is actually an interesting game. Chooks, Cowboys, Eels, Raiders, Storm. So they don't have an easy way home. If they win them, they're Minor premiers for one, obviously, and uh, might well, yeah, might be red hot, and they they could put a, a show on some of them. Real good, real good run home for for us to analyze. They're going to know where they're at, yeah. Um, come and some other teams going to know as well before the finals. Interesting whether he gives them a let up in one of those last two games before the finals. I don't know if they can. Gives I, a I few think of them a rest. Really but want a minor premiership. I think don't think it really matters as long as you're in the top four. Maybe Storm. Maybe Storm and them are both in. Maybe that's the game they give red. But they've all had their fair share of time off. Yeah, right? they've got Walsh another, they've got another buy too. But Walsh has had a freshen up. He doesn't want any more time off. Mm. Uh, has missed a couple of weeks. Yeah, he's just he coming might back. Give Carrigan yeah. a week. Reynolds has had a had no, his little true. couple Very of true. Yeah. Uh, and they've got more to come back. They've got uh, Capewell, the other second rower, who I forget every Is time. Flegler coming back. Flegler's still up their sleeve. Mm. 
and as I said, one of maybe potentially one of those uh, outside backs as well, your Coates and Co of the world, if they need him. Yeah, um, Ricky is he due back or is he? No, uh, Ricky's the one I keep. Ricky's. No, Ricky will be back at some. What is he? At? No, he's not out for the year. I don't think. Mm. Anyway, three point three Swalsh. Yes, two points absolutely. for Tony Stags. Correct. And uh, one point. Oh well. Uh, I went Murray or um, Reynolds. I thought I'll give it Reynolds. I think I think that was dominant enough, and he he's had a great year. Adam Reynolds, fantastic. So I think we need. He's kicking that. and pass selection again. Is it, you get back to these top halves in the comp, and you look at the likes of Cleary, Johnson, and Reynolds, who are the probably the three going the best at the moment. And yeah, their timing in, with their pass selection and their, their kick, long kicking game has been brilliant. From especially Johnson mm. and Reynolds over the last. Obviously, <laughs> Cleary hasn't been around for a little bit, but the long kicking game out of those two have been. Um, Fantastic for their sides. Oh, and 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 DCE. Yeah, yeah, had a fantastic year. Yeah. I think they're the, they're the they're the three or Queenslanders. Uh, <laughs> oh, actually, no, tell a lie. Reynolds isn't. Uh, but what you said earlier about you put Haas, Carrigan, and uh, Reynolds into probably any most bottom eight teams, and they're they're, they're making the top top eight. Yeah, absolutely. The Tigers would walk in if they had Reynolds leading around the park mm-hmm. and Haas and Carrigan, Bulldogs. Would finish ninth. Haas and Carrigan would Dragons lift got work to pretty do. much every team yeah. at least two or like three just, spots. What a combo! Up. And then you throw yeah. Walsh on top of it. Uh, amazing, amazing. But even just having Richard. those two in the middle of the field just frees up like everyone else. Amazing. Even you could have your bog average half, but it's going to make him look Doesn't better yeah. because he's getting the ball off quick play. The balls on dominant, you know, dominant um, roll through the middle of the field. Yeah. More time, more space, makes the job easier. Super Saturday kicked off 36-18. The Roosters, we saw, would you call them the real Roosters? Close. We saw some good Roosters. The better for, Roosters. The better Roosters <laughs> for half the game here. And they went back and uh, packed up shop for a bit. But uh, what did the stats say? Three tries to six. Three out of three conversions. Played five out of six. One out of one penalty attempt for the Roosters. 83% completion for the Titans. 80% for the Roosters. 184-plus running metres for the Sydney side. Five line breaks to eight. 34 tackle busts played 35. 12 offloads to 14. Two force dropouts by the Roosters. 312 tackles played 375. Seven errors to nine. Seven penalties conceded from both teams. One ruck infringement against the Titans. Four against the Roosters. Three inside the 10 against the Roosters. Tedesco with 134 supercoach points. Egan Butcher with 113. And Chris Randall with 96 from the Titans. So how much was this the real Roosters and how much was this Haas and Fafida out on an edge um, looking at each other or falling over as Teddy and the Butchers and the Bakers just absolutely ran right on them? A lot more direct from the Roosters. I don't think I've seen them play so direct this year, uh, which made a massive difference to what they were doing. Uh, Cleary straightened up a little bit instead of going as sideways as he has done for the majority of the year. And I think that's come directly from the young player, young fellow who's playing halfback, to be honest. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's been a very, very direct half since he's come into the into their squad. Was Smith, is it? Sam yeah, Smith. Smith. Um, he has been very direct. He's taken over a lot of the long kicking as well, which is helping Cleary out. Um, I think keeping his legs under him for a little bit longer in the match than he's not getting as... As leg-weary towards the back end of games, um, their forwards decided to really aim up through the middle, which was a big one for mine. I think they knew they had... Jared the, had a big game. They knew they had the advantage through the middle and they really poured it on through there. Um, well, there's one man show on the other side. So. <laughs> Correct. Um, and, yeah, I think they knew that they, they had that advantage there and they could um, take advantage of that. 
the Butcher Boys on both edges caused all sorts of chaos with, with their direct line running as well. Um, running at the likes of Young Huss and um, Young Young T- Young Tino uh, out there. They were um, they were left a little bit wanting, to be honest, uh, in, especially in some of their defensive endeavours. And, and Young Fafita. Jojo, I mean. <laughs> young Jojo. Um, the Roosters just seemed to break tackles and break the line any time they got the ball to the edge of the ruck. Um, as we mentioned with those guys in there, in that first 50 minutes, they really targeted both of the Titans centres, which is probably not a bad ploy considering what we've seen in the past come out of the Roosters. Um, Titans forwards were okay with the ball in their hand, but yeah, but they're very soft in defence. Um, very good sign for the Roosters supporters, I thought, because they were well in control. Shifting the ball to the edges much better than I've seen. Like the, the continuity between the passing for the Roosters, by far the best I've seen from them this year. Yeah, that's really annoying. What's that? They'll probably make the eight. <laughs> Maybe. Like they'll now just win <laughs> the next five by 20 and we're just going, oh, here we go. The Sharks and Parrot go out. Boring. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> Roosters make the eight. Quite possibly. <laughs> but they did. They turned off second half and, and some of their defence the second half was, wasn't particularly Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, the, the first either. 50 minutes they defended quite well. They were hitting and sticking in defence, which is something you haven't seen from them either. And they were, yeah, just seriously running flat and hard at the line, which was, um, yeah, Titans just couldn't cope with. It was uh, pretty easy at the back end of it. Teddy got in off the back of all that and um, he was, again, more direct than I've seen him play all year. Wasn't really worried about playing in the back line with that sweep play. He was just looking to support back on the inside and outside of players and uh, running those direct lines absolutely carved them to pieces and caught, you know, he was a star every time that, you know, the ball seemed to, every time they seemed to get through the line, there was, Teddy's head was <laughs> popping around somewhere in and around the football. Um, AJ and Kelly were the best of the back five for the Titans without being spectacular. Had some decent efforts there. Fafita, David Fafita. <laughs> Young Hass was okay. I thought he had a decent game and so did Verrills again, uh, who's been good since coming back from his injury. Mo and Randall were fantastic. They were the two best Titans players by a long way. Um, we know your professions of love for Mo Fodawaker. 32 <laughs> tackles, <he> <laughs> no missed, and 197 run metres. Yeah, he was brilliant. He was absolutely their forward leader and... Um, 62 yeah. post-contact metres. Young Randall did a good job as well. Off, and he has off done the back all year. Of that. Yeah. He's done all year. Um, which, yeah, I don't know. He's, <laughs> there's definitely a spot for him there, but I think it's the 14 going forward. Yeah. yeah. Obviously with the full well, side. And they've tried a few. The English bloke came and went. Or like 15, sorry, because you've got so Jaden Campbell. Is they do, and Aaron there. Clark, um, I guess, is the perennial other bench bencher. Yeah, he was awesome as well. He had a really good impact off the bench as well, so... I think they're probably two blokes that you'd be um, setting on the bench with this Titans. But it's tricky when you get all of a sudden you throw Jaden Campbell in. Mm. It's not a big bench. No, that's right. They need to probably need another real big bopper in the likes of Yamo or Tino coming off the bench to give them a hand there. Whether Young Hass or Young uh, Tino can uh, Young. <laughs> uh, and you got Wallace coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no, no, you no, don't. No, he's he plays the Dolphins, Dolphins now. Dickhead. Um, who am I thinking yeah. of? They're missing another prop. Someone's I don't know. screaming at you right now, telling signed, who it is. Yeah, but. sorry. Right <laughs> no, dick it, I am. Have they signed someone? Who am I, the fuck am I thinking of? Not sure, mate. It uh, doesn't matter. Both halves had some couple of nice touches for the Roosters without being dominant. Um, 
Smith and Collins were very good. Uh, oh. Best game Cheese has played this year by a long, long, long way. Well, they started him. They pushed him out the edge, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Collins was, was um, back to bowling ball Cheese. Collins was aggressive, and he was big bowling ball Collins as well. <laughs> <laughs> and Jared <laughs> led. The gave himself a nice try. Uh, Butchers and were fantastic, and yeah, Jared was the leader of the forward pack by a long way. Um, Manu and Suwali had some some mm. decent touches. Uh, they were they were a little flattered by some of the opposition they were running at, but they um they caused a lot of problems out wide. But it, yeah, it was the Teddy show. Yeah, uh, three to him. Absolutely, Egan Butcher for mine got two first try score. Yeah, and, and just and the general work he barreling does. Barreling yeah. down the edge. He's set. Um, I'm pretty sure he set up the Tedesco try with a nice break out there and. Um, Ball back inside, and then it had to go to Jared. Yeah, well, Jared I had Jared to too, so I'm, I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite interesting that they could end up in a week or two uh, with a back row of Smith and Radley. Who mm. thought? Who saw that coming at the start of the year? But I think both on an edge is quite, yeah. quite good. Get Doesn't them hurt. Rolled up against, especially against your Titans yeah, and the, that the world. back into the middle. You yeah, and then just mm. hammer those both edges there. Take because Victor's not. The connecting player that I think Egan needs to stay on the edge. That um, could probably roll into the middle. Um, whether you play Cheese as that connecting player with the role that he played at Melbourne yeah, maybe. as that the Brown's second been okay. mm. Brown hasn't been bad. He's a little quiet in this you've one. You've got because um, he's got the sleeve Crichton. I suppose still floating around somewhere. I don't know. If, why didn't he play here? Is he injured? I'm not sure. <laughs> Good question. I don't know. Anyway. Let's. Um, are they on for the eight here? Let's say run home. Let's uh, keep playing like that. They'll. Well, this is why all of a sudden you're sides. like, uh, they're going to make the eight. Uh, <laughs> they got Brisbane this week. Cracker. Seagulls. Interesting. Dolphins. Empty tank. Eels. They'll be done by then. So probably beat them. Tigers and bunny. They they could come down to play the bunnies for that eight spot. Sin bin Sunday again, eh? <laughs> yeah, quite <September>. possibly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> history, as game, I say, his, history doesn't often repeat, but it, no, history doesn't repeat, but it often rhymes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, the five thirty game, the Knights twenty six of the week defeated the Storm eighteen, and I messaged Barn in front of the show, Dana, before the game, and said, uh, "I've got a gut feeling that this could be a sneaky good game." And it turned out that way. Um, so, Barn, you must be pretty impressed by my gut. <laughs> it is quite impressive. Thank it is you. a sight to behold. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it, um, yeah, it did turn into a sneaky good game. Uh, Storm probably let a few chances slip at the, the back end of the first half and the beginning of the second. But, um, yeah, five tries to the Knights, three to the Melbourne Storm, two out of five conversions, played three out of three for Melbourne one out of one penalty attempt for Newcastle. 76% completion played 80%. Eight line breaks for Newcastle, four for the Melbourne Storm. 45 tackle bus played 36. Nine offloads to eight. Two force dropouts from Newcastle, three from the Melbourne Storm. One 40-20 from Newcastle. A couple of 40-20s this weekend really swung a bit of momentum. They, um, Croker yeah. cracked out a good one there. Absolutely. Uh, 317 yeah. tackles from Newcastle, 307 from the Storm, 11 errors to nine, six penalties conceded to seven, four ruck infringements against the Knights, one against the Storm, and a sin bin for the Storm. Munster with 97 supercoach points, Ponga with 96, Frizzell with 88. Well, Melbourne are all over them for 20 minutes. We thought, oh, here we go. Minutes, yeah, uh, 20 minutes. They were dominating, uh, looked like they could have had their way with Newcastle. 
and then we saw, as I said earlier, the best, I reckon, the best showing in 13 on 12 footy I've seen in a long time. Yeah. Um, what, four tries in 10 minutes, was it? Something Yeah, pretty much four tries in 10 minutes or 12 minutes um, just after halftime. And now you know what they did Uh, is they didn't panic. They didn't try to over-push the hand. But what Mm -hmm. they have is they've got a fantastic halfback that's great at going into the line and then then, um, drawing his his opposition in. Then they've got Ponga outside him who goes into the line and draws his two guys in. So there's an overlap coming anyway. All of a sudden it's two on none. And and they just went to that, uh, went to that twice, uh, and then the recipient of that is Bradman Best, who's going okay. Going real good. <laughs> um, we're actually getting the Bradman Best we were probably promised, I guess, mm, as an eighteen-year-old. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's grown no legs since Origin, and I guess you got to give some kudos to Freddie for identifying it because he's mm. now created a monster. And isn't he what? Uh, you throw in there Fitzgibbon, who is is another fantastic. We wrapped the uh, Warriors ones earlier, but. Another fantastic hole-running back rower, especially with someone who's Hastings who can just hold that ball up enough to open the shoulder. Uh, and they uh, – close the I should say. It's what, what terrifies defences. Yeah. You've got a bloke holding the ball up and creating positional play, which is what he's really good at, getting a team to a spot on the field to, to set up their attacks. You've then got the lead man in Fitzgibbon – the sweep man in Ponga, and then you could even throw the sh- uh, the the long flat cutout to Bradman Best. You got three op- mm. options in the space of three defenders. You just got to start making and, decisions, and if, and and if, if, if you if, get it wrong, if you really, but then if they get it wrong, Marzu's capable of throwing three blokes over the line and scoring anyway. Yep, absolutely. Um, I, I I and I've been critical of there's a lot of Newcastle as long as we've done this show, but when they're at their best, I I really enjoy watching them play. Gago had a couple of really nice touches mm. here as well, as well to put um, Young away down the on the opposite side of the field. Um, beautiful little tap on and a couple of nice um, runs into the line, drawing defenders and getting the ball out to Dominic Young. Um, he's actually been quite good uh, attacking-wise this year. Uh, Gago. Gago. Yeah. yeah, he's created a lot of opportunity. Defence has gone well, a little bit The first six weeks, him and Frizzell, were, we were... Mm-hmm. Screaming from the rooftops, how well they're going! And that's one of the good things about this, as you mentioned before, they didn't panic. They went, they they just set up straight back to Frizzell. They just go straight back to Frizzell or a front rower through the middle of the field, and we'll start again. Hit the hit an edge of a post, and then they go back to the left, or the go to the left, and then they come back to the right. And that's got a lot to do with the calming influence of Hastings and just going. No, we need to go. One two, and then then we'll fire our shots. I just Not just is. swinging the ball from left yeah. to right. I. Like it, it breaks my heart to see what he's done for this side because he could have done a good job at another club. But mm. um, I'm so happy for him, and he's now showing the worth that he has, can bring to a club. And it's taken a while to get there because, but they've had lots of moving pieces around him, Lockie Miller and Co. Yep, yep. Um, but they've now found the right balance, uh, and uh, I think um, they, they, they're, they're, I don't say they're they're, they are a scary side, and I think they can almost beat. I think they can score twenty six thirty against anyone. If mm. they all fire, it's, it's their keeping twenty six thirty out. Yeah, their defence has the to issue. click to be able to yeah. um, to hold out the better and, team. And there are games where therefore they just get, get thrown yeah. thrown around. Absolutely, um, I think the worst thing to happen for Melbourne was the two soft tries at the, to begin the game. Like realistically, yeah. the meaty one was just pick up and run and scramble from a drop ball that um, you know, and then clears out and runs away from everybody, and then. Um, the second try, from memory, wasn't 
uh, there wasn't a great deal to it either. There wasn't a well-constructed try. It was just sort of get the ball no, to a position a, and yeah. that, that there was points there. Um, that really fired Newcastle up. They, they, the whole mentality switched and they went from just um, it's cold over there. You know, doing, <laughs> doing their jobs to actually firing up and trying to hurt people and get a get some aggression into the into their football and they um <laughs> yes yeah, right. yeah don't worry about it <laughs> Made say a, hi to everyone we're recording footy and frothies podcast footy and frothies yeah footy and frothies you can find us on spotify <laughs> youtube itunes anywhere good podcasts are found yeah footy and frothies yeah we're gonna have a sign at some point it'd be really cool <laughs> you might have <laughs> I know, so yeah, I know. Well, I'm working on it. Yeah, I'd have speak to. Yeah, rugby league. Yeah, we're here every week. Ed, who's going to win the comp? Yeah, who's going to win the comp? Who do you follow? Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, as I mentioned, the um, the effort in defence really came through from the the Knights after those first two tries. They. They decided that they needed to make make an effort and put some sting into their defence, and they actually started smacking a few of these, <laughs> mm. smacking a few of these Storm players, and um, they were a bit reluctant to continue to go back through the middle. I thought um, they kept Nelson quiet for a big part of the game, which was uh, obviously big kudos to Newcastle. Some lovely tries. I mentioned the tap on from Gay Guy, um, the best charge, just straight through um, his opposition centre, and then flick it out to Marzu to score in the corner. This game showed. Like exposed all our concerns about Melbourne this year. From from if you go back to our preview show, yeah. this exposed everything we talked about. Yeah, keep the Nelson pack quiet. Be boss, you stop mm. Nelson. The edges, yeah. Like if you really hammer them, I get a good centre, and mm-hmm. and it's like it was just all on show. Yeah. Um, then Newcastle got a bit of confidence and started really tossing the ball around as well. They're going from edge to edge. Um, as well as going through the middle to get into the right positions, but um, yeah, they, they started to put lots of problem, uh, lots of issues into them. There was a couple of turning points I thought towards the end of the game. Um, Eisenhuth, there was a break down the right hand side. I think it was um, Remy Smith got the ball back into Eisenhuth, and they just four of them hit him and dragged him straight over the sideline. Yeah, thirty meters out from their own goal line, they get the ball go down back down the other end and start putting pressure on Melbourne. The forty twenty was another massive part in the game where they. They're in a bit of trouble and they just went they kick the 40-20 and it changes all the pressure and the momentum of, of the play and get back down the other end um, because Melbourne were sort of coming towards that last 15 minutes of the game and starting to put some pressure on Newcastle. and In that yeah, last sort of 20 minutes, they were two big turning points, I thought, from mm-hmm. Newcastle to sort of swing the momentum and hold up Melbourne for it a bit. Was a, it was a funny second half and obviously not much happened, but for about half of it, it, it just felt like Melbourne weren't even... Like we're never going to win the game, mm. and it yeah. felt like they were going to win by, they were going to win, you know, thirty six twenty six, and then yeah, once the momentum died off again, like they didn't know how to get back, and there was a couple of nice goal line defense, defense yeah, attempts from Newcastle up, as well. Yeah. They stopped, um, and they're they up for it. They were up the for it. and and the bloke on a wrap on that is Phoenix Crossland because mm. you go back to that game, they got they got absolutely wiped, wiped, yeah, and they just targeted. And we him. said, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he got hooked, and we thought he got hooked. Uh, and no, that was Kurt Mann. Sorry. Yes, it was Kurt. Um, but he wasn't far behind. And I reckon the last month he's been outstanding. He's really owned the dummy half. He's owned, he's he's making fifty tackles a game. I don't know what he made here. They rushed Hughes a lot. Uh, he was fifty again. I'm yeah. pretty sure um, they rushed Hughes a lot, which forced him into error a few times. 
they made a big point of trying to get up and um, giving no real uh, meters to the forwards. So they're trying to hit them as quickly as possible once they once they got the ball. Uh, and you, again, you saw a few errors in the middle of the field where just the rushing defence sort of caught them off guard and the, the ball went down. And yeah, Newcastle got to give it to them, man. They they dug in and did what. Um, a few of the other teams this week just didn't want to do and get it get rough and ready in the middle of the field and um, yeah they they, they uh, I thought they was probably probably should have won by more really yeah yeah uh, and just like so impressed and 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 their attacking side uh, and I, I can't give a bigger rap than I look forward to watching Newcastle games now mm. and. I've always hated it. So and you, well, meant, you mentioned Bradman, best man. He's been well, the he, last. He's now, like yeah. I said, he's the one we were promised Three weeks. when he was eighteen. We're like, yeah, Belton blokes with the ball in his hand. Yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't wouldn't be much fun to tackle. I wouldn't imagine. Um, Meany was decently. Arrow and King were um, probably the best of the beaten forward pack. Uh, Munster was easily the Storm's best player. He was he was very good. Um, Got them in all their opportunities. Uh, the back five for Newcastle were all very, all good, like very good. <laughs> there wasn't a there wasn't a bad player in that back five for for the Newcastle team. Hastings and Crossland were fantastic. They controlled really controlled the middle of the field in attack and defence. Um, the Fitzgibbon and Frizzell were awesome uh, on the edges. They they caused no end of problems for um, for the Melbourne Storm. And Ponga was the guy who basically made the points flow when they when they got into positions. He was the one creating the line breaks and the, the try assists and all that kind of stuff. So I had Ponga with three. I gave Frizzell two. And I had to give Munster the one. I thought in a beaten team he was fantastic. But I had Hastings. I had Ponga, Hastings and okay. um, Frizzell. Mm. Slash best. I almost gave Frizzell the just, man just, of the match, because, to be because I think, you know, you look at it, uh, and we'll get to this next game, or the, the yeah, this next game. I, I think just the calmness that he brings to Newcastle is a, such key to what they've done last couple, especially last couple of weeks, but all season. Because mm-hmm. another team, you know, we saw a little bit Souths, they freak out and they try and get the ball to Pong, uh, Ponga, and Ponga's trying to throw cutouts and this, that, and the other. Whereas he just gets them through their gears. Right, we've got the time. If we get in this, if you engage him, we're sweet here. Um, I'd be I happy to give him the one. Give yeah, Hastings give one. the one. I okay. thought Frizzell was brilliant on that right. Yeah, end. and Frizzell had an amazing 30 season. odd tackles, line breaks, <laughs> line and, and break I don't assists. Know, but like Frizzell, if if we were, and maybe we'll do it at, just for something to do, if we were to pick a team of the year, each of us, Frizzell would be close to second row of the year. Close to it. I don't know how he's going to get, like, I'm not saying he's going to be in the day again points because I don't don't know what back rows we generally give points to, but. No, not but what he produced, but he's having as good a year as he's had since, mm-hmm. like, what is it, St George heyday, or is yeah, yeah. Well, it's a f- yeah six it's seven years ago. When okay, was, yeah. But he's been he's been close to their best player all year. Oh, easy, and, easy. He's and he it, came he's, out of the gates that way. He's done right? it for a decade at St George yeah. as well. Like, but it's like he, he had a point to prove this teams year. Like he and people whinge about him. Anyway. He deserved his origin spot. He did, yeah. uh, and he's continuing. So, uh, yeah, I'm fine. Okay, we'll go with that. Ponga, Frizzell, Hastings. Clean sweep for the Knights there. Then we've got 24 to 16. The Cowboys um, established a lead and then Paris' two best players eventually got something a bit right to the back end but didn't really feel in danger. What did the stats say? Yeah, huh? Cowboys clocked off. Another team that clocked off for the last 20 minutes, I think. Four tries to three. Three out of four conversions played two out of three for Parramatta. One out of one penalty attempts for the Cowboys. 
85% completion, played 69 for Parramatta, 98 plus run metres for the Parramatta side. Eight line breaks to four, 40 tackle busts to 38, six offloads to 31 offloads from Parramatta. That's One. insane. And that's the rec- <laughs> I think that's the record this year by like 20 or something. Yeah, right. They were raving about Ganane. We had Ganane and Anderson again in this game, but they were raving about it. One force dropout to zero. 316 tackles played, 322. 10 errors to 12. Four penalties conceded to eight. Three ruck infringements from both teams. One inside the 10 against the Cowboys. And a sin bin for the Cowboys. (laughs) Super coach points. Drinkwater, 122. Gutherson with 115. Vellame with 79. So we saw exactly what to do when you've got the man advantage in Newcastle game. Mm-hmm. And then we got to watch Parramatta show you exactly what not to do when you have the man advantage game. Uh, and I think the easiest way to sum it up is that calmness is not part of Parramatta's vocabulary. No. And we've said that for two or three years now. But they are the most frantic team in the comp. They think it has to be points now. Or never, and it cost them the game. It really cost them the game. Uh, they had the chance to do it, uh, but outside of, uh, and, and that's just, um, and I think that's a reflection of it's the Gutho and Moses show, and they're too busy whinging and thinking. Yeah, but where do they way. play their best footy generally? Gutherson and Moses, just on the edge, coming back through the middle of the yeah. field. But they just where do you want to focus when you've got a man short? You want to pound the shit out of the middle of the field for three or four tackles. And then take your opportunities out wide when yeah. you've compressed the defence up. And then chime in, up. have Gutho wrap around and all of a sudden you've got an untouched winger. It was all just, oh, let's, get side out, to let's side, get out there. Edge to edge. Edge let's to get edge. edge. Blokes dropping balls with force passes. Yeah. Um, inside balls that were thrown at people's feet. Uh, kick options that were horrible <laughs> with a man down. Um, yeah, they, as you mentioned, they showed you exactly how not to play with the man advantage um, in that period. But... Anyway, um, what happened first, though, is Cowboys gave it a nice lead and looked very mm. impressive in doing so. Um, Absolutely. What do you make of the first half of this game? Yeah, I think the scoreboard flattered the Eels overall. Um, I thought the Cowboys were on top for a large part of this game and they just couldn't put them away for whatever reason. Um, there's a bit of, I think they got a bit frantic at times too once they started to get out to a bit of a lead. But um, first try of the game, Dearden with a lovely run. This is just... <laughs> Straight across the field, across the face of about three different blokes, dummies being thrown left, right, and centre. Um, more dummies out there than what was being spat out at the Cronulla Sharks football field <laughs> by the supporters. You mean your garage, Barney? <laughs> oh, there were some dummy spits in my garage. Don't worry about that. I like that this. Like you're a change man in two weeks. Twenty-five thousand minutes, David. Come on. <laughs> at least you've seen a combinator or one combinator. Um. Drinkwater with a beautiful cutout pass uh, for Valame to score. He's been absolutely Fantastic. beast mode since he's come into yeah. this team. He's added a massive, uh, like considering what you used to see from Kyle Feld out there, he could jump for a ball, but would and constantly get knocked into t- <laughs> constantly <laughs> <Or> getting hurt, <laughs> constantly getting knocked into touch, dropping yeah. balls. Valame has been a big upside for this side uh, since he's come in there. It looked like it might be a demolition 10, 10, 12 minutes into this game because Cowboys were well on top. Um, Nice little work between, as you mentioned, Moses and Gutho to put Russell over in the corner. Um, There's some massive hits in this game of footy. Nano absolutely folded somebody in half. We may as well get to the the sin bin now because, in my opinion, there's no way in the world that's a sin bin. The worst thing that happened is they went to that angle first. But they didn't show another one either. An old mate. 
made his decision off one angle, yeah. and then straight away they showed the other one. He missed his, he missed his head show by two Show it from inches. the back. The ball hits – his shoulder hits if, the ball. If Val had lined him up the way he did, yeah. ran and, and hit him, him the way he did mm. – He'd be in hospital. He'd be in hospital still yeah, in, in traction. Yeah. And what, but then if he was that left, injured, he'd have a broken why jaw. the fuck wasn't he sent for HIA? <laughs> Don't. How, like, that's how, pathetic. And this has actually happened. This is – and actually and, – and I'm sure there's people screaming at me saying I'm biased because Buller mm. gave the old wink and a nudge laying on the ground. We well, have a look the at – there's one in the Saturday. Sharks game as well. But Jake Tabor, if, if, if they're going to bin him mm. for direct, con- direct forceful contact to the head – then the bloke should go. Like it should be, especially it, with the explosion that that was. Yeah, the bloke sprinted at him from fucking twenty meters away. He'd be seen. He'd still be seen. Cleaned stars. him up. He got the shits because he dropped the ball and fucking whinged about a penalty when he knew yeah. that he didn't get fucking cleaned up. Because if he did, he'd be unconscious yeah. and missing teeth and a broken jaw. The ball hit the his shoulder hit the bottom of the ball, which was you know a good couple of inches into like below his chin in yeah. the in the middle of his sternum. And then his head snaps down onto the shoulder. Like, how's that got anything to do with a bad hit from from Val, uh, Val Holmes? It was yeah, ridiculous. So. It was yeah. It, it uh, and then every other angle was conclusively the other way. But they went. Old mate went off yeah. the first angle and said, "There's whiplash. It must be in the bin." And uh, yeah, if it was hit that hard, Moses and Moses would have blown up about going. If if they. Said, he wouldn't have H- been able to do anything. If they'd if H- HIA Moses, he would have complained the whole way off and said, oh, I didn't touch mm. my head, sir. Mm. And they should have. Mm. Uh, Absolutely. If you're going to stay down and do it, they should go to the bin. Um, and it wasn't just those two hits. Like There was a good 20, 30-minute period here where the Cowboys were absolutely belting mm. Parramatta. And every, this is a team just about that every time they touched 15 the ball. Couldn't, couldn't fucking hit anyone. No. Couldn't knock the but they were yeah, lining blokes up and just absolutely belting them like they owed them money. Fucking <laughs> just bashing blokes left, right, and center. Nano's really made a point of it this year. Mm. Unfortunately, he's injured, but he's come back and really been physical. Waka Blake back to the form of defending fifteen meters off his wing, <laughs> which we did fall shadow. Didn't everyone know that was going to happen? <laughs> oh mate, he was as interested in staying on his wing as I was at ten a.m. on Saturday morning when I lined up to see the Barbie show. <laughs> the Barbie movie. Have you watched that? <laughs> I went on Saturday you, morning. How'd it go? Uh, there's a lot of Is political it woke as rubbish. Yeah, that's there's all. A I lot hear. of political rubbish. Have in no it. opinion. There was a bit of you know. There's some fun and stuff for the kids at the start of it, but yeah. Is it, it a turns, kids movie? Not, to me, like not I watch really. every trailer. No. I don't really want to take my kids. Yeah. Not really. No. There's um. There's a bit of fun and there's some historics and the old Barbies that came through and all the rest of it. And there's a couple of jokes here and there. But, yeah, it's a it's very much a political statement by the time you get to the end of it. You know what's funny, though? And it's, <laughs> is the Barbie Dreamhouse cartoon is genuinely hilarious. Have you yeah. watched it? Like, no. it's genuinely yeah, 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 funny yeah, as fuck. It, yeah, it yeah, is yeah. actually great. Yeah, I do watch if that. If they just made it, the like one. the one with the Stacey, you know, that yeah, is yeah, yeah. fucking funny yeah. if you just watch it as an adult. If mm-hmm. they just gone down that tone of... Taking a piss, it would have been a great. It movie. was a bit of. I haven't seen it movie, so but yeah, it, it just turns into but a big fucking. Anyway, Barbie Life know. in a Dreamhouse, good cartoon. <laughs> Go and watch it. It rec- comes highly recommended from yeah. my my little one. <laughs> it's it's fantastic. It, it's uh, it's not bluey, but it's all right. No. It's funny. But yeah, <laughs> that's about as excited as I was. Is him staying on his wing? Um, where was I? I've, we've lost. I've lost me place. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Paulo and Lane were were decent. Um, good. Hands, Cartwright was good. 
Yeah, I'll get to him. No, sorry. He was their best. <laughs> well, close to their best. Yeah, Gutho was probably um, their best. Yeah. But uh, Margot Robbie yeah. in a swimsuit. Easy, easy mm. to do. Yeah. Um, Hands is, was very good. He's he's going quite well. They're he's going quite well. Half. He's yeah. got a job now. So Matto, good as all um, in the middle of the field. Joffa was good too. Hopgood was fantastic. Mm. He stood there and watched Drinkwater run past him. <laughs> it takes a while to get the tiger to get the gold blow the black and gold out of your blood. Right? Penasini, good ball in hand, as we always say. Um Guths and, and um Cartwright were I thought were their best players. Cartwright was fantastic again. Yes, he was. Aggressive, um doing all all the grunt work that he didn't do for six or seven years, which he copped a whole heap of shit for and Gutherson was just everywhere when they needed him. Um, it was amazing what happened. Probably when you needed him a few more times, but <laughs> no comment. Uh, all the forwards for the Cowboys were very good, um, at least decent. Hess and Lee Lua were there, probably the best of the forwards. The halves were good. They all uh, they both chipped in for some nice work there. I mentioned there before. The uh, Chad Townsend, what the fuck am I doing? Hop, skip and an inside ball for Drinkwater <laughs> to score underneath the post. While two blokes stood there and watched him. Um, was one of the highlights. Val was fantastic. Val and May cashed in and was very good again. Uh, Hiku cashed in as well. <laughs> did did have to do He's some hard work, but fuck, he, he, he did it well. He had a good season, Hiku. I mean, yeah. he had a great season last year too, but he had a good season, Hiku. Drinkwater was amazing. Pretty good. Drink water's going to get close to the Daly M, I would imagine, by the end of this season if he keeps going the way he's going. Him and SJ. He's just been getting t- two or three points every week recently. Well, that's he's, five, and as we've said, he is, he is there, he is them. Uh, it's where and it all rotates, and they is, they, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Life in a dream house, everyone. Three points for drink water, yeah, two points for Gutherson, and then I either had Cartwright, uh, Val or Hiku for the one. It's going to sound weird. Yeah, now give it to Cartwright. Yeah. Give it to Cartwright. I think he was fantastic. Yeah. And um, in a losing effort. Yeah. Well, the, Very good. You know, Cowboys Best thing that happened to Cowboys, like Luciano coming back. Changed yeah. everything. Been fantastic really did. For him. Yeah. Yes. And um, Tomalolo had some good input into this one too. The big well, body through the middle of the field. He's two runs in off the bench. There was three or four runs there where he's ca- back to carrying three and four blokes for five his or first, ten metres. I think him. it was like his first run. Yeah. He, he was like, he's back. That's yeah. him. That's him. Hurting some people as well. All right. Press your buttons. That's what they need. Sunday afternoon kicked off at Blue Bets, a sold-out Blue Bet Stadium, where Penrith apparently have, five, I think, five of the next six games. So right. Yeah, they're Andy. not any, any danger, are they? <coughs> no. Uh, 44-18, uh, Penrith are the best team in the comp, and the Bulldogs aren't. <laughs> Correct. Eight tries to three, six out of eight conversions played three out of three, 80% completion played 81%. 113 plus run metres and 99 plus post contact metres for the Penrith side. Nine line breaks to five. 57 tackle busts played 44. They'd be unhappy with 44 tackle busts against the Dogs. Eight offloads to 11. One forced dropout con- uh, provided by the Penrith side. 305 tackles played 324. Eight errors to five. Nine penalties conceded to 10. One ruck infringement against both sides. 10 inside the 10 against Penrith. One against the Bulldogs. Brian Toto with 104 Supercoach points. Yo and Luai on 91. Then you had two other Penrith players before you got to Skelton on 81. I believe, I think for the last two months, Bulldogs are conceding 40, nearly 45 points a game on average, which is something. <laughs> which uh, is something. <laughs> oh, they're middle. Well, they've got, they've got no middle. The middle like gets they, blown apart every week. Th- there is no middle. 
Poor Max got, King. No, I've got Karaz defending in the centres when he's a winger. He's yeah. never done Oc- it before. They've tried to turn Ockenbore into a... Like, it's... It, it's... They might have the the second worst roster in the comp with injuries. Uh, oh, yeah. With some of the best Absolutely. players. And, and I hate to say it, but I think Dragons have the worst. And I would suggest the Wooden Spooners have a better roster than both, but... <laughs> Going to end up with a Wooden Spoon. By the looks of it. Um... Jared, Jared uh, not Jared, the other angry Kiwi, Fish. Fish <laughs> made a point of being angry Kiwi in this game. <laughs> Absolutely. He was ta- he's for, in the first half he just said, you know what, Let's. I'm going to have a crack today because he was taking, you know, double, two, three yeah. hit-ups a set. 20, 30 metres. I think so he had 150 metres in the first 20 minutes or something uh, and was waiting for more. Um, really had a crack, laid the foundation for this, but... Uh, he wasn't alone here. Where do, like, where do you even want to start with wrapping Penrith blokes? Oh, how much can you break it down, really? You know, like <laughs> Penrith complete, out of control. Cleary on return looks sharp. Um, the ball just seems to flow so much better when Cleary's in that team. Mm. Like it gets from one edge to the other so much, so much easier than uh, when you've got the likes of Cogger in there. Like, don't get me wrong, he's done a brilliant job filling in recently uh, while Cleary's been out. But the ball just, just zings across the field so much better when Cleary's involved. Um, then, then the outside backs get to have a field day, realistically. Um, the players just seem to know they can run wherever the hell they want because like, Nathan will hit them on the chest. Yeah. If it will either hit them on the chest with the lead ball or it will go behind them and the bloke behind them will benefit from wherever the ball's – like, it's, they just know that they can basically run whatever line they want, hit whatever hole they want, and it's up to Cleary where, <laughs> which one of his men that he hits. And it's a big part of – Breaking apart defences. Like you see that some of these teams we mentioned before, Cody Walker, you see the Sharks, especially in the first half of the, the game that they played against Manly, they're not providing enough options for their for their halves. Like the, you've got one runner on the outside, so it's either the half's gonna get smashed or the bloke who's running one out on well, his own on his outside's gonna yeah. get belted. Yeah. And that's what happens. When you see different teams like Penrith with Critter cutting back on the inside, Liam Martin running that hard line on the outside. And then someone floating around the back. There's three different options in three different parts of the field, and it's just so hard to defend against. And it, it, it lets they have to hold back. You can't go charging out on a halfback when he's got three different options to pick at any different time. And then you throw the kick in as well. So there's your fourth option. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's just you can't. And he's not bad at running the ball. Either. You can't. <laughs> let, well, there's, there you go. There's a fifth option, and like there's five different opportunities for him to cause you pain, and you charging out at him. May take one of his options away, but there's still four others there. Like <laughs> you just can't do it, and it's a whole setup of a team mentality of the way that they structure their attack around their playmaker. And if you're not giving him enough opportunities, they just your outside men just get picked off, or the half gets belted. <laughs> That's what you're seeing with some of these teams that were going quite well in attack earlier in the year and now have limited options with well, um, what yeah. they've got going on outside. Because so. everyone, you know, when you when, if we can sit here and drink eight beers and work it out, I'm pretty sure blokes pay to do it. <laughs> yes. Have half an idea. Well, half of them do. Well, they could pay us to Half do of them might not. But, um, yeah, it's just that so many different options that you're providing your half. It makes it so much better. Yeah. And they get good, clean ball. Penrith forwards feasted on the Bulldogs' pack, just absolutely dined out on them, ran straight through the middle of them, cleaned them up, take two, had two and three blokes on their back as they ran past them. And then, like most blokes, after a massive feed, went and had a lie down for the last 20 <laughs> minutes without a sleep and just missed the back end of this game. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like Penrith absolutely clocked off in the last 20 minutes. Bulldogs, to their credit, kept fighting. They fought all the way through the game. They just don't have the roster to hang with any, you know, pretty much anyone in the top eight, let alone the team that's going better than anyone at the moment. Um, They they didn't give up. They kept coming. But, yeah, it's it's one of the best teams against one of the worst teams in a comp. (laughs) You can't say much else. Crichton Tuo had an absolute field day out there. They were just picking apart the, the outside he's edges. Broken, he's broken field stuff. Uh, and you forget about, him. like, because he does so much tough shit yeah. coming out of his own end. You just forget how good he is when but he gets one, into um, broken space. The one space. he set up for Crichton, uh, yeah. the one he set up for Crichton, the one he just, like, broken field defeat, like, happy days for Tuo mm. there. Uh, mm. He got to, yeah, made the break, put Crichton through, came back through and scored. Quick as, footwork yeah. um, for a little bloke, strong well, as. This, it, but right. you can't have a half ass kick chase with them because yeah. they're just going to burn you. <laughs> That's exactly what happened here. Yeah. It was Edwards busted through, put yeah. Tuo away, and then, yeah, Crichton scored. Mm. Oh, no, Tuo scored that one. But, Tuo yeah. scored, but there's the other one with um, Crichton. Uh, Crichton mm. had a quietish game for him. Mm. But, but was still much better than most of the back yeah. five for the Bulldogs. There wasn't a bad play. Peachy looked like a world beater again. Absolutely. Uh, I think that had a little bit to do with Kiraz being pretty, pretty undecisive out there and defending in the centres, which is not his go. No. Uh, he's a winger out and out. Um, Alamotti won't be there next year. They'll, they'll wouldn't think so. Doesn't like gonna, which is mm. sad for where he, we, we thought he was going to end up, but mm-hmm. said he's not Bradman's best. <laughs> Um, yeah. gen- I'm just looking for the, like the 20 here. There's generally eight blokes that won't be there next year. Avrilo, some really nice pace interception at the back end of the game. But he seems to be the only one that's providing... Is there any hope? <laughs> providing points yeah. for him at the moment, apart from a Burton bomb or a barge over. Um, Skelton with a lovely jump uh, up and over to score score some points. They drag some back, but... Yeah, it was. Um, that was more Penrith switching off than dogs. I, I, I know special. that um, apparently it was Crook and whatever else, but there's a thing where you don't you don't sort of weaken your strengths and to move Reed either to the bench or to but an the, edge. If or he's Crook, play don't play him. Like, like seriously, yeah, it's it's. I don't, may, maybe they only had twenty blokes, maybe because mm. there were a couple other late withdrawals, but. But it it, it 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 starts getting weird, and it's like I don't. When you start getting weird, and I know, I've, like I said, I follow a team that gets weird. It's <laughs> well, they try, he basically no played him as a seven when he did yeah. come on, and then as he well. played first and second receiver. Yeah. Played in it like because it, it, and it they pushed Flanagan the into nine. Flanagan, don't tell me Flanagan won't have the dragons next. You know, the Dragons, they'll move. Uh, well, the, the Sullivan's, Sullivan's given, going, yeah, so given he'll have his spot. Leave. Apparently, yeah. he's going to the Tigers, allegedly. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like everyone else that's connected Wouldn't to the Wouldn't surprise me Bulldogs. if he ends up with his old man down at the he Dragons. And, um, and he's not about sense, he's not about like, yeah. He'll play 14 there. I thought Avarillo, Kiraz and Skelton were very good for the Dogs. Um, Flanagan Burton were okay. Max King was very good. The only forward that really um, decided to have a crack back at this Penrith pack, to be honest. Um, which is disappointing considering you had the likes of Tavenga Pe- uh, Pangai Jr. there who... Really didn't want anything to do with, <laughs> with so, the, to get taken on yeah, this. Yeah, clutch plays to Vita anymore. Yeah, um, yeah. Max King's only forward worth mentioning. Luai and Cleary both strong. Fish, um, Lindsay Smith again had really good impact off the bench. He's um, turning into a very handy first grader. Edward Sorensen were very very good. Um, Sorensen great, great again. Great back row. Sorensen's oh, fantastic. He's a good player. Absolutely killing it on that left edge. My Toto. only regret in this game was I didn't have a same game multi because it would have had. 
<laughs> would have had. Sorry, I did, and I missed out because I fucking put Taruva in there, <laughs> and he didn't see yeah. the ball all night. <laughs> I expect him to at least just yeah, catch one and fall been. over. But anyway, um, Isaiah Yo and uh, Brian Toto were brilliant. I thought um, Yo was the man of the match. He was brilliant in the okay. middle of the field. Okay. Um, again, just doing all that clean up shit that nobody else wants to get involved in. Yeah, but we um, did have to do a lot of clean up. No, there's, there's, there's still get, those tackles where they're fucking. You know, he's still the bloke coming across get and the dustpan out. Okay, and, well he was. He made a lot of tackles, all right? Yeah, yeah, fair <laughs> <enough>. all right. <laughs> Got involved with the linking, uh, the linking between the Cleary and the backs, and uh, very strong ball in hand as well. So, oh, I gave two points. Brian Tyre was brilliant. Um, I love seeing him play. He's just. What about no? Actually, the man of the match should have been the try celebration <laughs> between it, Liam Martin. Well, yeah, he's Karma Sutra crack. What was that? It's Blades. Um, is it? That's I just assume it was ice a Karma skating no, movie oh, with Owen Wilson and Karma Sutra number forty three or something. <laughs> what is it? Blades. The wheelbarrow. <laughs> it's the ice skating movie with Owen Wilson <laughs> and. Sorry, um, I had seven things to real one. I can't see anyone. Uh, uh, who, who's the divorced. other bloke that was in that? Owen yeah, Wilson yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the other bloke. Dickhead from. Will, Will uh, <laughs> what's his name? Um, fucking Talladega Nights. Yeah, the, um, the ice skating movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know it is. I thought, I thought it was Kama Sutra 43. So there you go, the wheelbarrow. <laughs> Try it, everyone. Lots of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I have sore arms after. Joe with three, Toto with one, and a uh, two, and I gave Cleary one. The wheelbarrow suplex, they call it. Or suple in France. I had three for two, oh, because I can. Yeah, no, we'll do that. I had Fisher Harris that. for two, and I had Fish, Lu- okay. I had Luai for points because I thought Luai was really good Oof, in this game. Wow. Um, he really, yeah, see, yeah, I'm no, a changed man. Little grubber. And but uh, he, he benefited from Nathan being back, freed mm-hmm. him up, but, mm-hmm. and also playing reserve grade helped. Um, right, let's go with yours. No, let, no, Toe. Toyo and Lua. Fish How's that? or Lua. No, Fish needs to get points. <laughs> Call in. Tuo, <laughs> uh, Fish, yep. Yo. Okay. But for the record, Lua. Good game. <laughs> Having a good month, Lua, since he uh, got dropped. And then we had 30-26. Uh, Manly mm. and the Sharks. Apparently it was a 30-point win, Barn, so... Thirty point win. Wind. Oh, wind. The yeah, wind, yeah. looked like it. I don't know how there was, and it was running into the wind. It was into the Both wind. teams scored fucking twenty plus points running into the wind, and not one point was scored at the other end of the field. Yeah. Why both teams didn't kick long early, I don't know, because the ball was absolutely careering to that right yeah. hand side of the field. I, I just thought it would be a, a lay down there that every second set you'd just be if you're in your own forty, just fucking go for the forty twenty, mm. but. Nobody did, except for Croker that one time, which was a bit of a momentum swing because the Sharks were sort of starting to put on uh, a bit of pressure and then the 40-20 came and changed up things a little bit there. But um, we had five tries to six, three out of five conversions, played three out of six, 82% completion from both teams, 75-plus post-contact metres for the Manly side, seven line breaks to eight, 24 tackle busts to 26. There must have been a lot of fucking missed tackles because <laughs> there must have just been like complete blokes not putting hands on people. Sometimes this, this, this was fifty tackle busts to fifty. This was fifty missed tackles to fifty missed yeah. tackles. Yeah. Um, nine offloads to twelve. A forty twenty for Manly. Three hundred fifty six tackles played. Three hundred fifteen. Ten errors to eleven. Nine penalties conceded to eleven. One ruck infringement to four. One inside the ten to zero. Kennedy with one hundred eleven super coach points. DCE with one hundred nine. Todai Kula with 109. Here we go again. So they changed all the personnel, right? Yeah. 
and then Manly just ran straight at the same hole, and it still was like this gaping crevice that they could have driven the Kiwi two through. Um, yeah, their edge defence was terrible here. Cronulla, uh, um, defend it, Barney. <laughs> well, they couldn't, so someone's got it. Well, but two, they, two of the tries came from bounce of the ball. Like, it was let's two, be serious. So Nico, any other day of the week, cleans that ball up, and it's it's a line drop yeah. out. They probably come and score the next set, but that try doesn't eventuate. And the other one with the chip over from Schuster, and the ball just bounces back at ninety fucking degrees straight into Hamole Olakawadu's chest, and all he has to do is fall over and score. But then but, DCE. Had cooler on a string there, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. walking over untouched, yeah. and uh, both sides. But of that, that also same came line. from blokes panicking. In that was f- directly from Trindle over chasing, not making the tackle, and then you're left with fucking all sorts of problems so, outside. So they, there's times when you watch Cronulla and they don't know whether to spread or jam. Yeah, and every time they jam, there's points. Well, Mulatano uh, never wants to jam, so that's yeah. part of the problem already. So, so he wants to stick so on got, his wing. Yeah. Then you've got Talakai, who last week was jamming, and Moylan, who was sitting back. Yeah. This week it was the other way around. It was, it was Trindle trying to jam in, and then it was Open Tracy standing back. Tracy's not big enough to stand back. Tracy needs to jam with Trindle. Yeah. But they weren't working together, which caused, I think it was, it's only credited as nine missed tackles, but it could have been anywhere upwards of 25 to 30 missed tackles in that first 40 minutes, 50 minutes of this game. Um, yeah, did. Tracy got ragdolled realistically in mm. this game. Uh, the likes of Olakawatu running at him. Cooler was just too big and strong for him. Uh, that leads to me to think that Talakai comes back next week, which wouldn't surprise me. I'd much, I'd, I hope Moylan doesn't come back, but I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back as well. I'd much rather see Trindle there because his one-on-one defence wasn't that bad. It, it, it was it, more just his decisions. A- is he a panicker? Like, will he just bring them all back and not sure. say, well, you've had your week in reserve? They probably played for Newtown and won 400 new. I haven't looked. So I, it, someone are writing, oh, your daggy hasn't even done his Tracy research. Tracy got but, physically dominated for mine. So yeah. I think he probably has to. But yeah. We'll see. Um, the Sharks, the problem with the Sharks wasn't even their defence, realistically. It was a complete and utter disrespect of the fucking football. Mm. <laughs> but go, isn't this been the problem... Yes, it has been their problem for the majority of the year. But they compounded it in this one. First three three tries from Manly come directly from an error down at Manly's end, followed by a penalty two tackles later, which let Manly kick down and be 40 metres out or 30 metres out and then just set up their attacks. Like, it happened three times in the first three tries. It was an error followed directly by a penalty, 40 metres 50 metres change of uh, field position and then you allow the opposition to apply pressure. There was a 20-minute period where Manly... The Sharks didn't seem to touch the fucking ball. I think they touched it twice and they dropped it both times they touched it. <laughs> and Manly just kept scoring tries and we'd kick it back to them and they'd score it. And we'd give away a penalty, they'd come down our end, they'd score again. <laughs> like, like, what do you say? <laughs> it was absolutely horrendous. Their professionalism was fucking horrendous in the first 40 minutes of this game. They didn't deserve to win this game. They got close enough and they probably should have at the back end of the game with the, the fact that Kennedy could have thrown a pass or kicked out to Mulatalo. And he kicks back to the middle for himself. But you can't bag that, Blake, because he's the only reason we got close. Because Nico was throwing hospital ball after hospital ball to the second rowers that were getting belted. Because as I mentioned before, well, there's that. no other real option 
for him when he's so going David. into the line. Two th- 24,960 minutes, <laughs> Welcome to my world. But the, like, you saw how good, like, the Sharks, when they're on, they provide three and four different options for yeah. their halfback. I think, Wil- I think Wilton is a. They haven't like, been doing it for a, a long piece time. Of a puzzle they're there, just but relying on Nikora. But then Nico does the thing where he wanders and he wanders and he wanders. Mm. And then all, he, he, he's a little bit Teddy ish. He wanders around and then. And, and in fairness, he looked good because Kennedy chimed in. In the second last, half, yeah, yeah, second absolutely. half, and straightened him a little bit, and yeah. that's what happened. But, but the amount of times he gave that um, that young fellow Calhoun fucking the death mm. ball on the line, and yeah. just watched him get smashed yeah. in the first half because he didn't have any other options and didn't know what was going on, so he just throw the short ball out of order, and the, they didn't go to Nakora on the other side. Yeah, they kept going to the left and getting this young fellow getting absolutely belted and dropping balls, and he just Nico just seems to panic. Mm. And when he doesn't know exactly what's going on, he'll just throw the short ball or he'll just kick for the sake of kicking. And it's, yeah, it's. Well, is it the worst idea to try and do it again but have Trindle 7, Nico 6? I think that's the way they should play. That's I, that's the way I'd said it before the ball was kicked this year that I expected them yeah. to line up. And it, I don't understand why they haven't given it a go, to be honest. Well, long term, if they're both going to be at the club, one of them, you know. Realistically, they've got to get their shit together. And for a bloke that likes to wander from one side of the field to mm. the other, that's a perfect opportunity that's, that's for a point. six. Yeah. Especially, and he gets it a bit deeper. He yeah. gets it with a little bit more They'd time. let him kick as much as he kicks. Yeah, yeah. He's got, he, he can, can do what he, he has to do. But that, put, him that, put him that pair wider, pair mm-hmm. him up with a, a Nakora. That and, three or four steps back, you know, yeah. gives him that fraction more time before the defence is and in his face. And him up to potentially break a, break a hole himself. Gives him less option to yeah. be able to jam him like the, the way they have done recently in the opposition defences. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very surprised it hasn't happened Earlier, to be honest, but um, you know who's good at halfbacking? Who's that? Daily Cherry Evans. Yes, <laughs> he was pretty good in this game too. <laughs> Did a lot of very good kicking, um, as you mentioned. Had cooler on a string out on that right hand edge. Um, Jake was very good through the middle Jake of the field. Was there was a couple of opportunities where they sort of made a half break, and Jake was the one grabbing the jersey or grabbing a leg and bringing somebody down um, to to stop that. Yes. Different day, Sharks possibly win. Um, like there was, as I mentioned, well, the man, two tries. specials for the 10-minute clock off. Like mm. they, and as you say, like if Kennedy just throws a ball left instead of kicks it, they win the game. Like you're kicking to win the game. But as I mentioned before with the Nico drop that went straight back to Croker to score, uh, there was the, the bounce off the, the chip kick that went straight to Olakowatu. There's also mm. that flick pass from Saab that on another day goes over somewhere over Sunday night, everybody's did, yeah. head. No, it was fine. Oh, good. Yeah. It was two forward forward pass calls that yeah. another day could have been tries. But what do you yeah. do? They got fucking beaten. They don't deserve to be in the eight playing the way that they're playing. Well, this is a question. I'd be much happier if they don't make the eight, to be honest. So I don't have to watch them get absolutely <laughs> shredded in a fucking final if they're going to keep playing this way. <laughs> the defence this year has been horrendous compared to what they put up last year. Yeah. And they probably but deserve to that? be hanging on by a thread, to be honest. Why? They've, they've had... Um, I I said from the start of the year they're missing a, a couple of big bodies in the middle of the field, mm. and they've had two and three blokes out at the time as well. Yeah, like Hunt's been missing for big parts. Rudolph's been missing. Uele's Wade been Graham missing. Wade Graham rested. Will he be <laughs> rested, rested forever the now? Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but God bless him, mate. Like, but yeah, like it, they've missed Ueli, Rudolph, and. Hunt for a big part of this year, mm. and they're the three biggest bodies they've got, and they're not 
still not big enough. Like they still need another guy in there. Oregon Fusi probably hasn't lived up to um, what we expected out of him. Yeah. Hazelton's been good when he's been there, but he still it doesn't get enough minutes realistically for mine. So the middle of their like the, their toughest forward at the moment is Cameron McGuinness. Well. And he's the smallest bloke they got. Yeah. He's he's, much, he was he's not he much was, bigger than Blake Braley. <laughs> Even the try, but the try he scored was reflective of the effort he puts in. But um, he carried them through a and, large chunk. And of this Dale's game. Dale's at the back, like Dale is gone. Yeah, like realistically, he still goes out and puts in heaps of effort. Yeah, but, yeah, but he's, he's not tall. He's not the same yeah. player as he was. And, yeah. um, say something positive about Manly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, realistically, they were just as bad as the Sharks in that second half yeah. Yeah, with their defence. Um, we mentioned how good their attack was. Ruben Garrick's fantastic for them at fullback. He's just effort upon effort. He's always in and around the ball and creating uh, creating problems. His kicking was, wasn't great, but neither was Nico's from that side. Well, the yeah, wind was just blowing it straight across the field, wasn't it? Give that. It's ridiculous. But um, Lachlan Croker, brilliant was, again. He was slightly flattered, but... You got to be good enough to take advantage Olukawati. of that. Yeah, he, yeah, was, yeah, he but really owned that that edge. Here, yeah. Lachlan Croker was brilliant again. Um, he's now becoming. You've now got to start talking about him looking around that top five hookers at the moment. Mm. His recent form's been brilliant. It's um, it's a year for his it. ass off. It's a funny thing this year because decent it's, passing game. Because we, you know, we we bemoan the shallow pool, but the top. But the best players are really good, and players are getting better, being in and around this competition. Like if you if you made the argument Croker's top five hooker, yeah, people would scoff at you. But you're not you're not wrong. The same as you made now, you know, if you said Drinkwater's the best fullback in the comp right now, it's, it, you, I wouldn't argue I'd with argue. you. I would argue mm. with you because it's fun. But <laughs> I respect your opinion. Mm. But then you got Walsh, and you got Latrell, yeah. and you got Gutho's having Gutho's having as good weeks, a season as he's had. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Bull is, you know, and he is coming through. I'm not saying he's in the top five, really, but, you know. He Todd Okula uh, was fantastic for Manly. Yeah. Uh, showed everything that we've been promised again. Uh, really good footwork. He's starting to put, he's starting to be a bit more physical, physically dominant against his opposition as well. So um, he's a real draw card for that Manly side, and they just need to learn how to unlock him a bit more frequently. I don't, he's still got do. some work to do in... Defence. Defence, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But name me how many centres out there that don't. Yeah, <laughs> there's, that's true. there's not many. Um, yeah, uh, Manly deserved deserved lead. Um, they'd be pretty disappointed with the way that they really clocked off at the back end. But you do also have to say they had a lot of injuries in the middle of yeah. the field as well. And, and but, yeah, well, they have three go. They lost Paseca. They mm-hmm. lost uh, the one I said earlier. Jake copped the HIA in Jake the last H-A-A 10 or 15 and, minutes. Um, and Alloway, so they've lost Which their they've lost their complete middle. It was directly from Jake laying down to try and get a penalty, and he got hit in the head. Didn't get the penalty, and then they give him age, <laughs> which is the opposite of what we were talking about earlier. But Sorry, those <laughs> lesbians rolled in the car park. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> that's all right. I think they're alive. Okay. Um, yes, that's right. Exactly opposite of uh, what you're saying. Um, I don't know. I was distracted now. These so two, both these teams are going to uh, really. How do they view these make the eight? Yeah, they're going to struggle. Well, this is like this is where, and this is an interesting. How, what do you, but as we said, what we've do you said take all from season. this game? Like I Manly and Canberra both just bemuse me because their best is great, mm. um, but I just treat them as they can't. They can't win a comp, so I don't know what it means. Mm. But they're beating teams that I think can win a comp, and you go, oh, well, I don't know anymore. 
the next, what have we got left? Five weeks? Yeah, five weeks. If you can win three out of your next five, you make the eight. Like anyone from 14th up, realistically. So that's what it comes down this to is now. Really, is being Roosters able to now put, become scary. You, if you can put two wins back to back in the next five weeks, you're going to go a long way of making an eight. So let's put a bow on this game just so I can ask you that question. I had DC for three. I had DC for three. I had two for McGuinness. I had Lachlan I had, Croker for two. Oh yeah, uh, and I had Cooler Croker, Garrick, or Nico for one. Only because I thought you were going to say Nico, but fuck Nico. I had Kennedy or McGuinness for one. So let's go DC for three. Mm-hmm. Lachlan Croker for two. And Cooler for one. Okay. Or Garrick. Cooler. Cooler for one. Now, the question about the eight I was going to say, and we were just talking off air. So the ladder as it stands right now is interesting to look at. So you've got Penrith, Broncos, Warriors, top three, and I think that is correct. That's correct. Probably close. Storm four, Raiders five. Shark, incorrect. Sharks six. Incorrect. Cowboys seven. Mm-hmm. Eels eight, Rabbitohs nine, Knights, Seagulls, Roosters. Hmm. I think, Fuck and then knows. Titans, Titans, and then the you got a set of darts and the geeks. So, <laughs> Rabbitohs now are going to go. Their their next month is going to be. I just wrote it. Tamworth down. against Tamworth. The They're going to go to Tamworth, Perth against Perth, the Sharks, Cairns, yeah, Newcastle, a buy and a call. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of travel in a month. Which could be for a spot in the eight. The Roosters game will be for a spot in the eight, as I said, which could be Sin Bin Sunday, which could be anything. <laughs> the and they ro- could both miss out. <laughs> Who are you penning now? Are you penning... Are you, like, the two teams in the eight that I think are the most... Uh, what do you to, I just feel like the Raiders are going to just stick there and just somehow yeah, win. I like think they'll probably end up eight. seventh or eighth. Cowboys are in. Cowboys will tail up. Cowboys, Cowboys will end up fifth. I'm yeah, Cowboys have sure a tough the draw, but end up fourth. Um, um, the stink about the Roosters, and it's unbelievable. Parramatta and Sharks were mine are the two that look like they could fall out of the eight yeah. more than anybody but else bunnies, inside that eight. I think. I think. But uh, the problem uh, with the Raiders is their points differential is fucking yeah, it's horrible. Like minus two hundred. Like, I know that they they've got a pretty soft draw, but if they drop two of those games. And end up Actually. even with somebody, they're out of the eight as well. So yeah. <laughs> it's all like um, this this loss to the Warriors, how they bounce back after this one this week. I, I'm not even sure who they've got this week coming up. But mm. this is a very important game for the Raiders because if they drop this next one, they're now floating around seventh and eighth position with the worst points differential by a long way. So we've got Brisbane Roosters this week, which and we'll, we'll preview all this Wednesday night, uh, mm-hmm. probably via the Zoom is the safest way. Bunnies, as we said, have to go to Tamworth, but they're playing at Tigers. Storm and Storm can end Paris season. Raiders, Knights, and Knights aren't the worst against the Raiders. Seagulls, Dragons. Well, you know there's points in them, and that's the one thing the Raiders have struggled with this year. Penrith Sharks, and the Cowboys get the Titans, who they could probably put 40 on or get beat by Golden Point. Uh, <laughs> and then a week after, we've got... In the week after, just look, I won't go. I won't no. do any solo for him. But week, yeah. Warriors got Titans, Roosters, Seagulls meet each other, Penrith Storm meet each other, Cowboys Brisbane meet each other, mm. the Knights take on the Dolphins. So potentially could the Knights could have Let's a have them sniffing around seven. Sharks threes, yeah. and Rabbitohs clutch game at Perth. Yeah, big one for both. A real them. big game. Mm-hmm. Para get the Dragons. Loser the of that probably misses the eight. To be honest, yeah, and Raiders yeah. get the Tigers. So I think Raiders go in. And I think you say Cowboys go in. 
and I'd probably say Sharks fall into eighth, which means that Bunnies and Eels miss out. I think the Sharks probably miss out. They've been deployed. They deserve to the miss last out. Last three probably. weeks. So, and I, and I feel like Bunnies are. Rabbitohs get a weeks, sympath- They get a, a shit travel schedule, but a sympathetic draw. So that's. But yeah, the Sharks. Um, Sharks Bunnies is a big four point swing game. Um, yeah. The Manly Raider one is another one that's uh, a four point swing. I think you said Manly and Raiders play. Yeah. Um, and there's going to be a couple of those games uh, in the likes of Newcastle. Yeah, it's all the way through. Like a very Newcastle smart. Raiders this week. That's another four-point swing game. Like they, if but they also, jump New, up two if points, Newcastle have and they've the, got that one-point differential one point. for the draw. Newcastle, Same with Manly. If, if Newcastle win the next two, all of a sudden they're on twenty-seven points, and they're and it's not you know <laughs> the next three weeks is going to be absolute a, chaos. amazing, amazing it's season. It's going to be your dream of. Absolute rugby league chaos and in the next three gonna, weeks. Something's going to, someone's going to shit the bed. Someone's, someone's going to step up, yeah, like come out of nowhere and belt somebody. Or Power will come out and win by thirty the next three weeks, and just everyone just go, ah, oh, fuck. Like how good? At least something to talk about, eh? <laughs> Absolutely. And um, we've got to talk about some uh, some pot plantage. Mm. So, which player would be would have performed better had it been replaced by a pot plant? Uh, I will like, may as well open the batting and go with uh, Thomas William Talau. Uh, Tigers probably win the game if a pot plant's on the field. That's all I'll say. Yeah, right. What are you going with? The only person worse than a Sharks player in the game between Manly and Cronulla was Brad Parker. He dead set missed three tackles that led directly to tries three times in a row, uh, made eight tackles and made seven runs for 50 metres. I'm pretty sure he dropped the ball twice when he was running <laughs> running with the ball. So I I didn't want to go looking for someone. I was looking for sharks, but that <laughs> ended up being Brad Parker. I thought he was horrible in this game. Yeah. Uh, you got a slap for us? Yeah. I mean, Trindle, and, <laughs> Trindle and Tracy, <laughs> the left-head defensive combination that were credited for um, eight missed tackles when it should have been 28 missed tackles <laughs> was absolutely horrendous and, yeah, obviously a big part to the reason the Sharks got well, – they should have got belted. My slap is firstly for me for ever, ever believing in those fucking geeks at the West Tigers <laughs> um, and for how hard I took the last two weeks and I don't quite know why. We so gave you hope 20 years ago. I've, I've, barred, I've barred watching the games, as I've said, so I'm done. I was going to slap – I don't feel – we're doing it because even they've run home. But I'm going to slap Souths and Para only in that if they're going to win the comp, or they're going to be close to making the eight. They need to wake the fuck up and get their shit. Throw together. the sharks in there too. Like the last two yeah, weeks, yeah, those, all, both of those they three need teams. To be slapped. So they, they, yeah. they'll throw them all in. But those three uh, supposed top four teams, and then to me, I w- and they've gone from cementing a top four position to now yeah. fucking fighting like, for like their lives. I'm happy to probably text to Para and text to Sharks, mm. and I'm slapping Souths because they're the hope. Uh, Latrell backs a big thing. Like mm. it, it could be Latrell's month. He could, you know, it could be. Could be, but he could also faff around and fucking be unfit. He'll be faffing. Be, there'll be plenty of faffage. No worries. <laughs> but it's the five times he doesn't faff that they score yes, 30 absolutely. points. absolutely. Uh, so very intriguing. You got a salute for us, Barn. I, I do. It's Tyson Frizzell for mine. I thought he was brilliant in that game for Newcastle. 116 runs, 170 run metres, six tackle busts, two line breaks. Couple offloads, thirty odd tackles. I thought he was fantastic on that right hand edge, and really created the opportunities for the likes of Gay Guy and Young on his outside. I have a salute, and you know I love a prop. I love a prop that yes. uh, carries a team, and I'm 
I gave me a so teaser excited. to this during the week. Um, yeah. So here's some stats for you. 48 minutes, 240 run metres, 73 mm. post-contact metres was a line break, nine tackle busts, two offloads, 21 tackles and a try. How did I miss this? Sarah Togatuki, the West Tigers <laughs> front I didn't rower. Watch the game. <laughs> Sarah Togatuki, she was absolutely incredible carrying the Tigers to where they got to. One of the best front rower performances I've seen all year. So she gets my salute this <laughs> I was week. Say, I swear She's I didn't see that happen this weekend. <laughs> incredible, incredible stats. Um, so looking forward. And that's she's the reason I'm wearing this today, <laughs> uh, my Tigers shirt. So at least the girls give me some joy. I can't wait to review each and every one of their games for the next month as I do not watch the other dorks play. Uh, it's been Footy and Frothies. Thank you for listening, everybody. I'm going to leave you some feedback on YouTube. Leave us some reviews on YouTube. Thumbs up and Spotify and all the rest of the uh, stuff there. You can subscribe to us on threads. You can subscribe to us on Instagram. You can subscribe to us on Facebook. Uh, I'm pretty much done with Twitter slash X slash whatever the fuck is going on in that weird land. So. Tell us we're wrong. Tell us we're right. Yeah, all that sort of good stuff. Buy some hats. Buy some hats. RugbyLeagueMerch.com. Anything else, Barn? No, mate. <laughs> Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. Back on Wednesday. Buy us some beer and uh, we'll talk some shit until I go home. Let's do that. Uh, see everyone Wednesday to preview round 22 of what looks like an exciting round. Uh, we've got uh, plenty of travel ahead for some of these teams. So looking forward to all that. Uh, it's clutch time. Let's see who's clutch. See you guys. <laughs> Take care and we'll talk soon. Are you clutch? <laughs>